and was only suitable for people aged 18 or over will almost certainly have an adult theme and might well contain sex or violence which are quite graphic. It may also contain explicit language, including sexual swear words. Thanks for listening. Uh, but here's what his revelation comes to him. He's kind of got all this stuff, like, uh, touching, wiping, mourning of the animals. Not wiping, whipping. whipping. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, not touch, also not touching. I am, I am dyslexic. I, I hope I'm not having like, a stroke. Do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! And an atheist almost always becomes supporters of eugenics and abortion. A swine is hungry for nuts. Jesus hates him too. Satan is real. Being a Satanist is an open declaration of revolt against counterproductive received wisdom and mindless rogue traditions. Decapitate her head off. We're done. Done. We're done. Obama! Welcome to the Godless Revolution, episode 69. Hi! Another uh, godless interruption episode to cover the Republican primary debates. Woohoo! 69, so fine. As in the last episode, number 68, which covered the kids' table event for mm. September 16th, we are joined in studio by Mr. Forrest Shaw. Hi, Hello. Forrest. Of Hi, the Forrest. left show. <laughs> And Mr. Exifer Reed of Utah Outcasts. On this Hindenburg of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and we will be covering the main event this evening with Don't 11 candidates from the Republican Party. He'll love it. Yeah. I think we all agreed that... I don't know who uh, he is, but whatever. <laughs> I think we all agreed that George Pataki was the most reasonable. Yeah, we, definitely. We, definitely the most reasonable. We liked him the most of the last group of clowns right mm-hmm. uh i would even go so far as to say he wasn't a clown i think i think he i think he was pretty clown still old school republican yeah in in, in the way that you know least hawkish that looked yeah. sad sure. on stage least hawkish the most compassionate definitely of any of the other for people sure. on there mm-hmm. and had reasonable views about uh you know war and and uh, you know homosexuality and same-sex marriage all that kind of stuff constitutionality, constitutionality. civics yeah, yeah civics, um yeah. and i think we would also all agree that lindsey graham will probably get the biggest bump in poll numbers yeah following that war event. war yeah exactly that's why yeah he came out strong yeah. and had a lot of airtime i yeah. like bumps especially between the legs of men yeah <laughs> he is cleveland <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> there you go. That's just wrong. <laughs> Where you know, Peter. <laughs> uh, wow! Holy shit, he is. Wow. So we've got we've got eleven people on the stage for the main event. I'm not sure how they plan to give all of these people airtime. Let's find out. I think I think the stupidest person on stage is Ben Carson. Yep. He's right in the middle yep. too. Like, let's frame the black guy in front of the white guys. The most racist and inflammatory definitely is Donald Trump. The I don't lamest. know, dude. Do you think do you think Donald Trump is more racist than Ben Carson? Yeah. Do Maybe. you? Possibly. More racist than Ben Carson? Yeah. Do you? Yes. How do you think Ben Carson has gained all this poll numbers in the last? It's not because he makes sense. Because <laughs> because the Republican Party are racists, and he's getting the I'm not really a racist. I could vote for this black guy, but right, except <laughs> that he holds the exact same views of black people as the racist, bigoted white fucking re- Republicans do. Right? Have you heard his comments about not you know welfare and, and and you know crime and those kinds of things about black? I mean, he's a fucking racist, dude. Is he? He's a yeah. dick. Yeah. I just I know he's not. That's 
that's why he's, he's not particularly bright. Oh, he's definitely he's, not bright. He's a good neurosurgeon. Apart from that, he's he's pretty fucking dim. Yeah, I I, I can't comment on his neurosurgery. Uh, I think I, I would th- ask for a second opinion. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have say to, it was good, but I don't know. I've never looked into <laughs> it. Like you know, he's never operated on my brain. So right? I don't know. Like I don't know. Whatever. Uh, I think Jeb Bush is probably. I would I would agree with the Donald that Jeb Bush is the least energetic, most lame, just boring candidate on stage. More than Ben Carson again Which, after yes after Trump because ben, ben you can at least go oh Jesus this guy like just the 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 fucking bad lip reading thing that they did was perfect <laughs> for Ben Carson yeah where he's you know oh, this piece goes here doing the you know he had the oh, least oh, amount to oh, say oh, last oh. last time that we did you guys yeah he did, did. This. Yeah, yeah he did but he By still far. surged a hell of a lot more right and that's because he's a black guy with racist, racist views attitudes, yeah. and so the Republicans be like. I can vote oh, for him and, vote for and not guy. be racist. See, it's a black dude. I'm vote. I can't do a Southern, but I'm a black dude. <laughs> He's a black dude I'm voting for. So that makes me not racist, even though he hates black people, too. <laughs> I hate me some black people, but you know that black guy, he can do it real good. I think yeah, Scott true. Walker is. I, I, I struggle with Southern. I, don't I think why. Scott Walker is just a dick. Because I can't with, do with a lot of really bad policy ideas. Man down. Yeah. And Scott Walker might be the most dull and dumb candidate up there. He's I don't know that he's the dumbest, Dude. but he's he's pretty dull for sure. Yeah, he's he I would say robotic, but that's sort of that sort of is that's kind of a to, Republican shtick, anyway. Well, not only that, but it's offensive to those like three C three PO and Bender. <laughs> <laughs> Bite my shiny metal ass. Uh, I think Carly Fiorina probably has the biggest vagina of any of them. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, dude. Christy's probably got a good mangina going on. <laughs> yeah, dude. That guy has a huge front butt. Uh, I think. I think a lot of Opa! her. I think a lot of her Super economic Opa. policies are bad. Uh, yeah, she's. She well, seems, she's a Republican. Well, yeah. I mean, of course they're bad. She seems a little mean-spirited, just not a very nice person. Well, she's a woman. I think Kasich... I think <laughs> Kasich nothing? Nothing? Really? All, <laughs> that's not a I was trying show. To, I was trying to just move past it. <laughs> oh, fine. <laughs> I think, well, tell Felicia to poke me in the chest, then. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kasich is probably the most reasonable of anybody on the stage right now. Uh, he was at least last time. Uh, right. I think Huckabee has been the most... The biggest decline... Yeah, I mean, he oh, just yeah, went he's a dick, crazy, <laughs> nutso, I think, wacky. I think Paul is fighting tooth and nail to do whatever he can to mm-hmm. to try he's to climb in the polls, too. and he yeah. is he's a giant fucking dick. Yeah, I think Huckabee is another dick. I told Gandalf Huckabee, I wouldn't leave. You. Huckabee wants to install a theocracy. He oh, yeah, has has no sure. idea what what the law is and nope. and why this country was founded the way it was. Nope. Uh, and, or, or even if he does, he doesn't care. He thinks it should be. Changed. Yeah. And last, I think I've covered everybody else. The last one is Christy, who I think he he talks very plainly. He speaks very plainly to people, mm-hmm. but he's a dick. He's a boy. Yeah. He's a Jersey guy. He, he, he speaks very plainly, but he's a dick. And I I don't see him really going much of anywhere at all. But we'll have to see how this all goes. Yep. Should be should be exciting. Jeb yeah. governing right now. They're interested in disruption. It's good. Started. I don't think Jeb has a chance because Jeb's he's, advantage. He's a I think it's the Ben Carson's you know. advantage. I think right. it's Scott Carly Fiorina's advantage. I want to go back to Wolf Blitzer. Which is why they're going to get hammered. This really isn't three hours long, is it? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I'd be very interested to see the Trump Fiorina head to head, though. Well, look, we're like 12 minutes into it already. Oh, God, was that? Fiorino 911. She's the only one that decided to wear any kind of color, though. Everybody else is just <laughs> black suit. 
Ben well, Carson, can you Carson imagine Carson if they wore anything but black or gray? Yeah, but come out here with your fucking leisure suit on, dude. You'd get votes. <laughs> <laughs> The next few hours to viewers who are just joining us, welcome to the Air Force One Pavilion of the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library. Our thanks to the staff here, and especially to former First Lady Nancy Reagan for this impressive set. Is she still alive? Ronald Reagan's yes. presidential Holy fuck. Our backdrop. <laughs> they drag her out of the crypt every now and then. On CNN networks in the well, only when the sun's down, I hope. The world is also being broadcast on the Salem Radio Network. I know everyone is very eager to get started, but first, I want to explain. The it's like the second time they pimped a radio station. I'll be the moderator. Wait, did we talk about Rubio? No, nope, we didn't say anything about no. Rubio. Radio Network talk show host Hugh Pretty Hewitt. Boy. He worked in the Reagan administration for six years. And by the way, political correspondent Dana Bash. I will ask follow-up questions. I will attempt to guide the discussion. Candidates, I will try to make sure each of you gets your fair share of questions. You'll have one minute to answer. <laughs> Trump like, fuck y'all. For I think Rubio is the slickest of all of them. If you have yeah, been singled probably. out for criticism. Ted Our Cruz is too stupid to know what he's supposed to say. Cut him with his hanky out, not taking a drink, but still doing something besides just standing there. These 11 Republicans are positioned on the stage based on their ranking in recent national polls. Our goal for this evening is a debate, a true debate, with candidates addressing each other in areas where they differ, where they disagree on policy, on politics, on leadership. It's interesting that Bush is so tall. I'd like to invite each candidate to take 30 tall. seconds no, to introduce I don't think him so. or herself I don't think he is. I think Jeb's First the tallest in the tall. family. <laughs> well, good evening, everyone. Hi, Rand. I'm a surgeon from Sam Bowling Green, Kentucky. I'm an eye surgeon. Kelly and I have been married for nearly 25 years. Long time. Good for you. the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Constitution, Bill of Rights, America, America. Then understanding that the Constitution restrains government. Constitution restrains. Constitution, Constitution. War, war. <laughs> liberty, liberty, liberty. I'm Mike Huckabee. I'm delighted to be on this stage with some God, God. Republicans. Mm-hmm. I believe the story shame, of the shame. None of us on this stage Twinkies. are under investigation for the FBI because we destroyed Ooh. government records or because Come we leaked on. secrets. Come on. I know that there are some in the Wall Street to Washington axis of power who speak of all of us contemptuously. Mm-hmm. But I'm As they should. That, yeah, with I think good reason. We are in He's got a third chin, but it like goes we vertical instead of horizontal. <laughs> and in fact, not only are we the A-team, a we even have our own Mr. T, uh, who uh, doesn't uh, mind uh, saying about others, you're a fool. And I'm delighted to be here with all of these guys. And he just referenced Mr. T? Yes, he did. And fucking hell, he's out of place. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, no, he was referring he to Donald Trump and he's, as Mr. T. Yeah. I pity the fool. <laughs> and he's delighted to be here with the rest of these guys. Yes, he did say that. Quit that jibble-jabble. Ned and I are the proud parent. We've been I, you know no airplane. We're the proud parents of four children, two of whom were able to join us here this evening. I'm honored to be here at the, the other Reagan two are still locked in the basement. At a place that honors the legacy. <laughs> Holy of the fuck! Ma- look at the size of his ear. Yeah, those earlobes are big. I'm aware that California has a drought. <laughs> oh yeah, they're so giant. That's why From I made sure eye level to I mouth. Brought he water. brought water. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Senator Cruz. Nobody laughed. <laughs> I'm Ted Cruz. I'm Ted Cruz. I'm, I'm the Cruz. son of an Irish Italian mom. You may have seen me in the old fifties and sixties at Monsters. I played the grandfather. I'm a husband to my best friend. My name is Raffaello. Website. After that water thing. girls who are the loves of my life. He totally looks like Grandpa Munster. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he does. Stand up to career politicians in both parties. I'm the only one on this stage who has done that over and over again. I also made a puppet son who could never turn back. 
Hi. I think he, he's. I dislike him the and most of anybody on there. I think. What is this new fucking flag pin they got going? I dislike him even more than Huckabee. Has it got a bullet hole in it? It's like a star and like a flag and career because. The reason that I've gotten involved in this race is because I'm very concerned. <laughs> Look at it. He's like the only the one like pimping the pinstripe, though. And the direction oh, yeah. of our country is one that does not portend well unless. Sorry. Fashion we correspondent X for retake our rightful place at the pinnacle. And I just want to be. Our rightful uh, place at the pinnacle. I'm grateful to be here with all of you again. And. The Bible's uh, against the pentacles. Of Carly Fiorina oh, you say well. pinnacle. There we go. He recognized me. I welcome the recognition of the vagina. <laughs> I'm Donald Trump. I wrote the art of the deal. I say not in a braggadocious way. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I've made billions and billions of dollars dealing with people all over the world. <laughs> I'm not a racist, but whatever that talent is. To I'm not going to brag country. about how so rich I am, but I'm really but. fucking rich. We make our country rich again. We make it great again. We build up our military. We take care of our vets. We get rid of Obamacare. You don't and do that. That's new. Any of your stuff. Together. Thank you. Thank you. I haven't heard him bring up the Obamacare thing yet. Never? Not, not, not for me, at least. I'm Jeb Bush. Hi, I Jeb. America's on the verge of its great Jeb. country. And I'm ready to lead. Jeb! I'm a committed conservative reformer. <laughs> Sorry, that ears. That cut taxes, <laughs> that balanced budgets, that took on the special interests in Florida. And we won. I look forward to talking tonight about how we can fix a broken Washington, D.C. and create an environment where people can rise up again in this great country. Thank you. He's just lame. He's just, yeah. he's just Good evening. I'm Scott Walker. And Tonette and I want to thank Mrs. Reagan and the Reagan Library for hosting us. <laughs> <laughs> see, in my lifetime, the greatest president was a governor from California. But I don't want Ronald to get Reagan married, Father. I want, I want, I want to sing. I, ha- I have a deviated septum. That's what I. That's a man that's never picked his nose. Look at that. I have never. I haven't breathed through my nose in the last 35 years. America needs a leader. Not me, dude. Big and bold. Knuckle deep. Someone who's been tested. I'm ready to be that leader. Thank you. Not really. I can't stand not being able to breathe through my nose. <laughs> Your turn. Good evening. You can talk Jesus, now. My that story, long secretary pause. to CEO, is only possible in this nation and proves that every one of us has potential. My husband, Frank, of 30 years, started out driving a tow truck for a family-owned auto body shop. We have come to a pivotal point. We've all in our had shit jobs. Yeah, I know. Everybody has had a fucking shit that. job. So fucking what? Crushed. And she didn't even talk about her. She just so talked good. about her husband yeah. Frank, right? So well, she went from a secretary so to a CEO. And oh, yeah. Yeah. That refuses and to most do people go from secretary it. to waitress. I am prepared yeah. <laughs> to lead the resurgence <laughs> of this great way. nation. Oh, I'm John Kasich, the governor of Ohio. Emma and Reese. My children and Karen, love you girls. Thanks for watching tonight. By the way, I think I actually flew on this plane with Ronald Reagan when I was you a congressman. Think you did? And his did goals you? and mine really much, pretty much the same. Ugh. Lift America. Well, I'm more unified, Reagan than you are. I already yeah. dislike you then, sir. Grow America yeah. Bad and start. restore it is to that great shining city on a hill. Yes, uh, Reagan is not someone you want to be. Like you're not right enough for the right. That's not where the country is moving. Pay attention to trends. You nobody wants that. Everyone in America. Bernie is surging for a reason. I just hope the next GOP. That's sad because Trump is surging for a reason too, right? Yeah. The audience, because I'd like to ask all of you, 
How many of you raise your hand, believe that in today's Barack Obama America, your children will have a better life than you've had? I think that's all four of us. Yeah. You yep. see, that's why I'm running for president. Because leadership is <laughs> not like about two me. Two people raised their hand. What do you think they would say at a GOP debate, dummy? It's about the people in the audience tonight. Because in seven short years, this president has stripped away their trust and their faith and their Wasn't belief. Wasn't he the catcher on the No, he has not done that. This flag is the shape of the Yeah, it is. He always just looks dirty. Like, yeah, he, like dirty. That's like, what I was saying. He was the catcher on Sandlot, right? Go take a fucking shower, dude. Any important policy issues. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> We're going to get to many of them tonight, yeah, I but I do want to start <laughs> off with some current events in the news and also some of the comments that candidates have recently made on the campaign that trail. A vampire. Ms. Fiorina, <laughs> I want to start with you. Fellow Republican candidate and Louisiana Governor Bobby Jindal has suggested that your party's frontrunner, Mr. Donald Trump, would be dangerous as president. He said he wouldn't want to <laughs> with his finger on the nuclear codes. You as well have raised Jesus. concerns about Mr. Trump's fucking hamming it up. You dismissed him as an entertainer. Would you feel comfortable with Donald Trump's finger on the nuclear codes? You know, I think Mr. His Trump is a wonderful entertainer. Codes. He's been terrific at that business. I also think that one of the benefits of a presidential campaign is the character and capability, judgment and temperament of every single one of us is revealed over time and under pressure. All of us will be revealed over time and under pressure. I look forward to a long race. Wait. Not answer. <laughs> Donald's face while staring at her was mm, seven of ten. I'd fuck her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yep. I take back what I said about your face. Donald Trump's finger on the nuclear codes. It's an issue that one of your fellow candidates has raised. That's not enough like my daughter for the voters of this country to answer. And I have a lot of faith in the common sense and good. Are you not a fucking voter of the United States of America? Mr. Trump, you didn't answer the goddamn question. First of all, Rand Paul shouldn't even be on this stage. He's Boom. over 11. He's got just out of the blue in the polls and how he got up here. There's far too many people. Anyway, as far as temperament, I think I have a great temperament. I built a phenomenal business with incredible, iconic assets. Uh, one of the really, truly great real estate businesses. And I may be an entertainer because I've had tremendous success with number one bestsellers all over the place, with The Apprentice and everything else I've done. But I will tell you this, what I am far and away greater than an entertainer is a businessman. And that's the kind of mindset this country needs to bring it back. Because we owe $19 trillion right now, $19 trillion. And you need thing? this Just kind of thinking it, yeah, to bring no. our country back. And believe me, like, my temperament wait, wait, wait. Green room. Good, I'd like to take calm, a second to shit on, on Rand Paul, okay? Yeah. Hey, Rand Paul. <laughs> we are not respected now. Mr. Senator Paul, your name has been invoked. <laughs> I kind of have to laugh when I think, of, hmm, sounds like a non-sequitur. He was asked mm-hmm. whether or not he Sequitur. would be capable, <laughs> and it would be in good hands to be in charge of the nuclear weapons, and all of a sudden there's a sideways attack at me. I think that really goes to really the judgment. Do we want some with that kind of character, that kind of careless language to be negotiating with Putin? Do we want someone like that to be negotiating with Iran? I think really there's a sophomore quality that is entertaining about Mr. Trump. But I am worried. I'm very concerned about him having him in charge of the nuclear weapons because I think his response, his, his visceral response to attack people on their appearance, short, tall, fat, ugly... My goodness, that happened in junior high. Are we not way above that? Would we not all be worried to no. have someone like that in charge of the nuclear arsenal? Mr. Trump. 
I never attacked him on his look, and believe me, there's plenty of subject matter right there. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> I want to give Mr. Trump. He's even laughing about it. I want to give you a chance to respond to something that your rival to your left, Governor Bush, said last week when I read him. Trump 2016! You're not a serious candidate. Tell Governor Bush why you are a serious candidate and what your qualifications are to be commander-in-chief. I've actually been in politics all my life, although I've been on that side as opposed to this side. Uh, I'm now a politician for about three months. Obviously, I'm doing pretty well. I'm number one in every polls by a lot. But the qualification is that I've dealt with people all He's over the world. Asshole. He's been such an egotistical prick. By a lot. I've done virtually has been a tremendous success. When markets changed, when things turned, I heard uh, Governor Pataki, who, by the way, was a failed governor in New York, a very seriously failed. He wouldn't be elected dog catcher right now. I heard what he had to say. <laughs> Holy shit. And I will tell He's you attacking this. the guy on the small Atlantic table. City, I made a tremendous amount of money in Atlantic City. I left seven years ago. I've gotten great credit for my timing, and that's what I'm all about. I'm a businessman, did really well, really well. And, Jeb, what I want to do is put that ability into this country to make our country rich again. And I can do that, and I'm not sure that anybody else in the group will be able to do that. Governor Bush, would you be comfortable with Donald Trump's finger on the nuclear I'd like codes? to declare bankruptcy the for the United States at least four times. I know to be true yeah. is that the next president of the United States is going to have to fix an extraordinarily difficult situation. This administration, mm-hmm. with President Obama and Hillary fix Clinton, what? has created insecurity, in the likes of which we never would have imagined. There's not a place right. in the world what are you where talking about? we're better off today than six and a half years ago. What, yeah, what are you talking about? Every measurable an standard is better. Works. That requires an understanding and appreciation of American leadership in the world. You can't just, yeah, it's you know, better. talk about this stuff and insult leaders around the world and expect a good result. You have to do this with a steady hand, and I believe I have those skills. Jason, oh, yeah, and, you're, and, you're, and your brother Look, was an I, expert in foreign wrong, policy. This is what's wrong yeah. with this debate. We're not talking about real issues. And, and Mr. Trump, we don't need an apprentice in the White House. Oh, we don't need an apprentice there. in the White House. We have one right now. He told us oh, all the things oh, oh, in 2008. We don't know who this you guy are, has where less going. education we than Sarah Palin. We can actually get the job done. And, you and that's a fucking fact. Well, Rich, I think it's more than me. He has less formal education than Sarah Palin. criticizes Obama. I would do so much better than that. Mr. Trump, you're using the talking points of the Democrats. And as we all know, that failed three times in four and a half years when I got elected because it is is working. We balanced the budget. You want to talk about balanced budgets? You took four major projects into bankruptcy over and over and over again. You can't take America into bankruptcy. That's what's wrong with the politicians in Washington right now. They think we can take a country into bankruptcy. We every major business out. leader has yeah, ba- I never went bankrupt, by the way, as you know, everybody knows. But every, out of hundreds of we companies, hundreds we of deals, no, I've used the law bankrupt. four times. Scott Walker came from the business. I, mean, yeah, I did a very did. good job. But I will say this. And people are very, very impressed with what I've done to business people. But when the folks of Iowa Bush found out came the true facts of the job that yeah. you've done in Wisconsin, all of a sudden you tubed. He was number one. Now he's number six or seven in the poll. So, Ten. look, Scott we Walker brought it out. 10. You were supposed to make a billion dollars in the state. You lost 2.2. You have right now a huge budget deficit. That's not huge. a democratic point. That's a point. That's a fact. And when the people of Iowa found that out, I went to number one, and you went down the tubes. Governor Jake, Walker? Yeah, absolutely. I'll take this out. Because this is an issue that's important in this race. Just because he says it doesn't make it true. 
The fact that goes with a lot of you fucking ass. That goes with what you're saying, you fucking asshole. Everyone, I'm one of you. Cutting taxes, four point seven billion dollars to help working families, family farmers, small business owners, and senior citizens. It's about time people in America stand up and take note of this. If you want someone who can actually take on the special interest of Washington, which you yourself just said you were part of, using the system, we need somebody who's going to stand up and fight for average Americans to put them back in charge of the government. I'm the one who's taking that on. I'll do that as your next president. Let's move on. Except because the Koch brothers are average Americans. Is it the political? Okay, Governor Casey, go ahead. You know, if I were sitting at home and watching this back and forth, I'd be inclined to turn it off. I mean, people at home want to know across this country, they want to know what we're going to do to fix this place. How we're going to balance the budget. How we're going to create more economic growth. How we're going to pay down the debt. What we're going to do to strengthen the military. So we've just spent. We have a lot of issues coming up. But wait a minute, with a lot of an hominem. Now I know that. An hominems. But I think it's important we get to the issue because that's what the people want, and they don't want all this fighting. He's just did the Clarence Thomas thing. Can we all just get along? Is that the political Clarence outsiders Tom? in the race, Clarence, Dr. Sorry, Carson, Donald Trump, <laughs> Carly Fiorina, <laughs> all together have a majority <laughs> support in the polls? Bill or no Governor Christie, I want to ask you about something that the Dr. Clown. Carson said the other day. Dr. Rodney King, said Rodney King, King is yeah. easier for Clarence him Thomas. because he's not. You know, because all them black people, the other black guy. Truth, therefore, while politicians quote have their finger in the air to see and do what is politically expedient. Governor Christie, tell Dr. Carson, is that a fair description of you? Well, I know Ben doesn't think that about me. I'm sure he was talking about one of the other guys, not me. (laughs) And as far as being an outsider is concerned, as far as being an outsider is concerned, let me tell you this, Jake. I am a Republican in New Jersey. I wake up every morning as an outsider. I wake up every morning with a Democratic legislature who's trying to beat my head in and fight me because I'm trying to bring conservative change to a state that needed it desperately. And so everyone can talk up here about their credentials, but the bottom line is every morning I get up, I vetoed 400 bills from a crazy liberal Democratic legislature. Not one of them's been overridden. I vetoed more. Stop being such a dick, Christy. Stop waking up and deleting 400 bills. They worked hard for that shit. Fucker. His state state ranks near the bottom in every every measurable category. And his defense of that is you should have seen it when I got there. They are the ones who can fix our country. I will be the vessel through which they can fix this country. But it's not about me. It's about all of you and getting this government off your back and out of your way and letting you succeed. So I know that Ben wasn't talking well, about me. Out. Look Thank at him you. smiling at me right now. I know Ben didn't mean it about Thank me. Thank you, Governor Christie. One Dr. of these other guys, I'm Dr. sure. Dr. Carson, who <laughs> were you thinking about on this stage when you said that? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and more broadly, is experience in government not important for a president to have? Typically, politicians do things that are politically expedient, and they are looking for whatever their particular goal is. That is not the reason that I have gotten into this thing. I am extraordinarily concerned about the direction of this country, the divisiveness that is going on, the fiscal irresponsibility, the failure to take a leadership position in the world, all of those things will lead to a situation where the next generation will not have a chance 
that we've had now. So I Here. don't. I just want to uh, hug him. I don't want. He just to seems really like a really nice him. guy, doesn't he? Like he just seems like he's cuddly and who's mm-hmm. not a politician. He sounds too much like. But Warren I think Jeff the people have <laughs> have made that decision. <laughs> Stay sweet already, Stay sweet. and Keep we'll continue sweet. to do so as time goes on. Thank you, Dr. Carson. Jake, it wasn't me. Jake, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why people are. God damn it, moderator. It's because you know what happens if someone's been in a system their whole life? They don't know how broken the system is. A fish swims in water. It doesn't know it's water. It's not that politicians are bad people. It's that they've been in that system It's forever. because it's a fish. It doesn't... The truth is, 75% of the American people think it the government need to is know corrupt. It's water. 82% you know of the American people think these that? problems yeah. that have festered for 50 years in some cases, 25 years and in other cases, the border's been insecure for 25 years. 307,000 veterans have died waiting for health care. Mm-hmm. These things have gone on for and so yet long. Yet your party keeps voting no that shit down. Hey, will challenge about that? the status quo. You know what a leader does? They challenge the status quo. They solve problems that have festered for a long time, and they produce results. That is what my whole life has been about. People know this is about far more than replacing a D with an R. This is about changing the system. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Verena. Governor Bush. From the woman who, laid, who ran a company into the fucking ground. Right. One of How the many reasons employees Mr. Trump she is a Republican voters say mm-hmm. is because they like the fact that he is not, Before not she was fired. and paid mm-hmm. for by wealthy donors. Mr. Trump has repeatedly <laughs> said that the $100 million you've raised for your campaign makes you a puppet for your donors. Are you? No, absolutely not. People are supporting me because me to I say. have a proven record of conservative <laughs> leadership, where I cut taxes, $19 billion over eight years. We shrunk the state government workforce. We created a climate that led the nation in job growth seven out of eight years. We were one of two states to go to AAA bond rating. People know that we need principle-centered leadership, a disruptor to go to Washington, D.C., the one guy disruptor that had in some chief. special interest yeah. that I know of, <laughs> principled central leadership, a disruptor, and gave me money was Donald Trump. He wanted casino gambling in Florida. I did. Like yes, you did. Totally false. You wanted it, and you totally didn't get it. I would have gotten it. I was opposed to casino gambling I, I before, promise I during, it. and after. And that's I not. I'm not going to be caught by anybody. I promise. If I wanted it, I would have gotten it. No way, Ben. <laughs> Believe me. Nope. I know my people. Not even possible. I know my people. Is there anything else you want to say about this? No, I just uh, will tell you that, you know, Jeff made the statement. I'm not only referring to him. A lot of money was raised by a lot of different people that are standing up here. And the donors, the special interests, the lobbyists have very strong power over these people. I'm spending all of my money. I'm not spending. I'm not getting any. I turned down. I I turned down so much. I could have right now from special interests (laughs) and donors. I could have double and triple what he's got. I've turned it down. I've turned down last week five million dollars from somebody. So from I will somebody. tell you, somebody. I understand the game. I've been on the other side all of my life, and they have a lot of control over our politicians. And I don't say that favorably. And I'm not sure if there's another system, but I say this: I am not accepting any money from anybody. Nobody has control of me other than the people of this country. Governor I'm going to do the right me. thing. You, you got, according to, your, uh, to what you said on one of the talk shows, you got Hillary Clinton to go to your wedding That's because true. you gave her That's money. True. Maybe it works for Hillary Clinton. I was, excuse it doesn't me, work Jeff. for anybody on, this, on this stage. I was a this, businessman. I got along with Clinton. I got along with everybody. Yeah. That was my job, to get along with people. But the I simple didn't wanna, fact is, excuse me, 
One second. No. You cannot take more energy tonight. I like no. that. <laughs> I didn't Holy shit. <laughs> it was my obligation as a businessman to my family, to my company, to my employees. She was like, no one's ever talked to me like this before. I got along with all of them, and I did a damn good job in doing it. Go ahead. So. You have my permission. He supports Clinton. Got along with everybody. And he when he asked when he asked Florida to have casino gambling, we said no. Wrong. We said no, and that's the simple fact. The simple fact. Don't make things up, Jeff. Don't Don't cut me off. Come on. Don't make things up. Jake, can I say something about that? Sure, Dr. Carson. Um, what? What? You know, when I really this race, all the political pundits said it's impossible. You can't do it because you're not connected with the money. And uh, there's no way that you can uh, raise what you need in order to compete successfully. I, in no way, am willing to get in the bed with special interest groups or lick the boots of billionaires. I have said to the people, if they want me to do this, please get involved. And we now have over 500,000 donations, oh, and the on. money is coming in. But <laughs> All the right. pundits forgot about Good one job. thing, and that is the people. Uh-huh. And they are really in charge. The Thank people. you, Dr. Carson. Let's move they to Russia, if we could. Glad you interrupted that to say that. Pop up a U.S. enemy, Bashar al-Assad. President Obama's incoming top general or says, Cruz. quote, Russia presents the greatest threat to our national security. Mr. Trump, you say you can do business with President Vladimir Putin. You say you will get along, quote, very well. What would you do right now if you were president to get the Russians out of Syria? So, number one, they have to respect you. He has absolutely no respect for President Obama. Zero. Syria is a mess. You look at what's going on with ISIS in there. Now, think of this. We're fighting ISIS. ISIS wants to fight Syria. Why are we fighting ISIS in Syria? Let them fight each other and pick up the remnants. Oh, God. I would talk to him. I would get along with him. I believe, and I may be wrong, in which case I'd probably have to take a different path, but I would get along with a lot of the world leaders that this country is not getting along with. We don't get along along with with China. We don't get along with the heads of Mexico. We don't get along with anybody. Buddies, right? The time, they <laughs> the rip us party and right. everything. They take advantage of us economically and every other way. We get along with nobody. I will get along, I think, with Putin, and I will get along well, with others, I, and we will I have kind of a much more stable, stable world. So, you, uh, just to clarify, another egomaniac. I'd probably get along with him. Yeah. Yeah. You would, I think he and would Putin reach would be out fast to Vladimir friends, Putin. Yeah. And I wanted to fact check Ben Carson about not along. taking money we from special interest groups. That, Ukraine, right here, black and white, Koch brothers. We won't have uh-huh. the kind yeah, of problems that our country has right now with Russia yeah. and many other nations. <laughs> Senator Rubio, you've taken a very different approach to the the question of Russia. You've called Vladimir Putin a quote gangster. Why would President Rubio's approach be more effective than President Trump's? Well, first of all, I have an understanding of exactly what it is Russia and Putin are doing. And it's pretty straightforward. He wants to reposition Russia once again as a geopolitical force. It always he has been. He said that the destruction of yeah. the Soviet Union, the yeah. fall of the Soviet Union, was the greatest geopolitical catastrophe of the 20th century. And now he's trying to reverse that. He's trying to destroy NATO. And this is what this is a part of. He is exploiting a vacuum that this administration is already in the sweating like NATO a big look fucking exists the to block the Russians. He's not part of NATO. ISIS, nope. But in order to prop up Assad, look how bad he he's sweating already. No wonder he drinks so much. America is no longer a reliable ally. Egypt. America is no longer a reliable ally. Saudi Arabia. Begin to rely on us. 
What he is doing is he is trying to replace us as the single most important power broker in the Middle East, and this president is allowing it. That is what is happening in the Middle East. That's what's happening with Russia. Thank and you, Senator Fine. Fuck off, Saudi Arabia. Having... Ms. Fiorina... Having met, met Vladimir yeah, Putin, met if Vladimir I may, Putin. having yes. met Vladimir Putin, I wouldn't talk to him at all. We've talked way too much to him. What I would do immediately is begin rebuilding the Sixth Fleet. I would begin rebuilding the missile defense program in Poland. I would conduct regular, aggressive military exercises in the Baltic states. I war, war, war! Troops into Germany. <laughs> Vladimir Putin would get the message. By the way, the reason it is so critically important that every one of us know General Soleimani's name is because Russia is in Syria right now because the head of the Quds Force traveled to Russia and talked Vladimir Putin into aligning themselves with Iran and Syria to prop up Bashar al-Assad. Russia is a bad actor, but Vladimir Putin is someone we should not talk to because the only way he will stop is to sense strength and resolve on the other side. And we have all of that within our control. We could rebuild the Sixth Fleet. I will. We haven't. We could rebuild the missile defense program. We haven't. I will. We could also, to Senator Rubio's point, give the Egyptians what they've asked for, which is intelligence. We could give the Jordanians what they've asked for, bombs and materiel. We have not supplied it. I will. We could arm the Kurds. They've been asking us for three years. All of this is within our control. Thank you, Ms. Fiorina. While you brought up the subject of General Soleimani of the Quds forces from Iran, the next president, no matter who he or she may be, will inherit President Obama's Iran deal. Senator Cruz, (laughs) Governor Kasich says that anyone who is promising to rip up the Iran deal on day one, as you have promised to do, is, quote, inexperienced and, quote, playing to a crowd. I can't imagine listening to him do the State of the Union. Well, let me tell you, Jake, the single biggest national security threat facing America oh, you right have now more butter in your throat. is the threat of a nuclear Iran. We've seen six no, and a half years not, of not President him, Obama fuck. leading from behind. Weakness is provocative, and this Iranian nuclear deal is nothing short of catastrophic. He's always so fucking this dramatic, This deal on its too. face will send over $100 billion dollars to the Ayatollah Khamenei, Khamenei, making the Obama administrations the world's Ugh. leading financier of radical Islamic terrorism. This deal abandons four American hostages in Iran, and this deal will only accelerate Iran's acquiring nuclear weapons. You better believe it. If I am elected president on the very first day in office, I will rip to shreds this catastrophic Iranian nuclear deal. It must be really warm where they are, because they're all fucking sweating. It's it's probably spotlights. An example of you being inexperienced. Well, let's be clear when it comes to experience. What President Obama wants to do is he's run to the United Nations, and he wants to use the United Nations to bind the United States and take away our sovereignty. Well, I spent five and a half years as the Solicitor General of Texas, the lead lawyer for the state in front of the U.S. Supreme Court, and I went in front of the Supreme Court and took on the World Court in the United Nations in a case called Medellin versus Texas, and we won an historic victory saying the World Court in the U.N. has no power to bind the United States and no president of the United States. Republican or Democrat has the authority to give away our sovereignty. And so if there's anyone up here who would be bound by this catastrophic deal with Iran. They're giving up the core responsibility of commander-in-chief and as president. Uh, I would never why the fuck in the U.S. Cruz just played shut in the crown. Let me, let me just uh, say this. First of all, I think it's a bad agreement. I would never have done it. 
But you know, a lot of our problems. They do realize it's more than just America, right? Yeah, yeah they do realize it's more than just America. Let's we not start with diplomacy. Rebuild our relationship let's not with start our there. Well, you had Carly now, saying, I wouldn't talk we don't to know Putin. What's happen you know, because let's stop talking to our, our adversaries. You know. I've seen lots always of works. issues in, in you know, that cold war that lasted over 40 years. You have to be steady. Now, here's if they cheat. We slap the sanctions back on. If they help Hamas and Hezbollah, we slap the sanctions back on. And if we find out that they may be developing a nuclear weapon, then the military option is on the table. We are stronger when we work with the Western civilization, our friends in Europe, and just doing it on our own, I don't think is the right policy. We had seven other fucking countries. I want to go to Senator Ball. Senator I think he's saying that I think he's saying that the Iranian wasn't isn't as bad as everybody else is saying. Governor Walker says that President Obama should cancel the state dinner because of China's currency manipulation and because of China's alleged cyber attacks against the United States. Is Governor Walker right? I think this goes back to essentially what we've been saying for the last two or three questions. Carly Fiorina also said, we're not going to talk with Putin. Well, think if Reagan had said that during the Cold War. We continue <laughs> to talk with the Russians no. throughout the Cold War, which is much more significant than where we are now. Should we continue to talk with Iran? Yes. Should we cut up the agreement immediately? That's absurd. Wouldn't yeah. you want to know if they've complied? Now, I'm going to vote against the agreement because I don't think there's significant leverage but it doesn't mean that I would immediately not look at the agreement and cut it up without looking to see whether Iran is complying. The same goes with China. I don't think we need to be rash. I don't think we need to be reckless. Get him, get him. We need to leave uh, lines of <laughs> Get him, get him. More war. We talk about whether we should be engaged in the world or disengaged in the world. And I think this is an example of some who want to isolate us, actually, and not be engaged. We do need to be engaged with Russia. It doesn't mean we give them a free pass or China a free pass. But to be engaged means to continue to talk. We did throughout the Cold War, and it would be a big mistake not Go- to do it. Governor day. Walker, Senator yeah. Paul seemed to suggest that canceling the state dinner would be rash and reckless. No, two, two parts. That one on China, one back for a second on Iran. When it comes to China, why would we be giving an official state visit to a, a country that's been involved in a massive cyber attack against the United States. That's, that's not just a visit. That's a 21-gun salute in the South Lawn of the White House. It just doesn't make any sense. If we're ever going to send a message to them, wouldn't this be the time when they've issued this sort of massive attack against us? And Jake, for the question, I was the, one of the first ones to call for terminating the bad deal with Iran on day one. The president came after me and said, I need to bone up. You know, the president who called ISIS the JV squad said, I need to bone up. The reality is it's a bad deal on day one, and it's a bad deal because this president has allowed Iran to go closer and closer. I'd love to play cards with this guy because Barack Obama folds on everything with Iran. We need a leader who's going to stand up well, and actually so He came with like a pocket full of yeah, sound phrases. Yeah. Diplomatic envoy to China back when Nixon. What's the other option instead of China. having the, the deal with Scott Iran. Walker's approach? War. War. Canceling yeah, the state yeah. Scott Walker's no, got like so, a Jewish writer on his China. <laughs> we, we should use offensive tactics as it relates to cybersecurity to send a deterrent signal. To China, there should be we should start a cyber war. Yes, Obama has, as said. if we're not already There's fucking many doing other this. Yeah. That we have, without canceling a uh, a dinner, that's not going to change anything. But we, <laughs> we can be much stronger as it relates to that. And as it relates to Iran, I'm mad at you. You can't have food here. <laughs> a strategy would be: How do we confront Iran? 
And the first thing that we need to do is to reestablish our commitment to Israel, which has been tattered uh, by this administration, uh, fuck, and dude. make sure that they you know have what? the most sophisticated to weapons fuck Israel, to send dude. a signal to I'm Iran so sick that we have Israel yeah, I'm on back. It. If we yeah. do that, it's going to create a healthier deterrent effect than anything else I can think of. I, I want to turn to, to Governor Hickok Huckabee, you know? who has been very yeah. patient. And and fortress. The whole country is a fortress. And it's been failing since 1948. I would certainly love to get in on this. You can use your minute however you want, but I want to ask this question. And I'm going to just say this about Iran. All right, sir. Because I think it is incredibly important. This is really about the survival of Western civilization. Shut this is up. Not just a little is this is not important. The Middle Eastern country. We've just now given shut up. over $100 billion. Fear, oh, fear, fear, fear. That's important. It's $5 trillion. This threatens Israel immediately. Wrong Israel. about Israel. This threatens Everything. the entire Middle East. All but it, it threatens the Every United word. States of America. And we can't treat a nuclear Iranian government Five as if it is just right, some yeah. government yeah. that would like to have some power. This is a government that for 36 years has killed Americans. They've kidnapped Americans. You sweating now. They've maimed Americans. Oh, yeah. They have sponsored terrorist groups, Hamas and Hezbollah. You mean Americans that were there and illegally? And the very essence of Western civilization. To give them this agreement that the president treats like the Magna Carta but the Iranians treat it like it's toilet paper. And we Hold must it. simply make it very clear that the next president, one of us on this stage, will absolutely nope. not honor that agreement nope, and will destroy it uh, and will be tough with Iran because I otherwise really we up. put every person in this world in a very dangerous place. Jake, Jake okay. I'd, I'd uh, like to... We're going to turn fear, now fear, to fear, Hugh yeah. Hewitt Danger. from Salem Radio. I, I really should have read Mr. that Trump, fucking article, man. Two yeah. years ago, talks about the psychology President Obama drew a red line that the Syrian dictator... Bashir Assad crossed. President Obama threatened to strike. He did not. His knees buckled. We now have four million refugees. Syria is a living hell. And he turned to the Congress he for the authority part to back there. him up. Yeah. You have three senators to your right who said no. Do they bear responsibility for this refugee crisis? And what would you have done? Keep, keep when in mind Bashir this Assad red line that he that said line. was no, about chemical weapons line, or nerve agents it, being used no on troops. To go it was the they fucking rebels that used this shit. But I think he probably right. not Assad's didn't do it people. Not for that reason. Somehow he just doesn't have. I'm not courage. defending Assad. <laughs> yeah, that's why I didn't respond. Yeah. Had he crossed the line and really gone in with force and done something. Uh, to Assad, if he if he had gone in you with tremendous force, you wouldn't have millions of people displaced How all over the world. Responsibility? Yes, he would. The senators hold. I think they had a responsibility. Absolutely. I oh. think we have three of you, them here. Senator Rubio. I think they had <laughs> a responsibility. Yes. Senator Rubio. I have. There was time where we have zero responsibility because let's remember what the president said. He said the attack that he was going to conduct was going to be a pinprick. Well, the United States military was not built to conduct pinprick attacks. If the United States military is going to be engaged by a commander-in-chief, it should only be engaged in an endeavor to win. And we are not going to authorize use of force if you're not putting them in a position yeah. where they yeah. can win. And quite frankly, people don't trust this president as commander-in-chief because of that. Senator Paul. Oh, no, I think he's in a pretty good fucking job. Yeah, I mean, yeah. a lot of us do. I think this gets to the point of wisdom on when we should intervene and when we shouldn't. Had we bombed Assad at the time, like President Obama wanted, like Hillary Clinton wanted, and like many Republicans wanted, I think ISIS would be in Damascus today. I think ISIS would be in charge of Syria had we bombed Assad. Sometimes both sides yeah. of the civil war are evil, and sometimes intervention makes us less safe. Wow. This is the real debate we have to have in the <laughs> Middle agree East. With that. Yeah. Every time we've toppled a secular <laughs> dictator, 
We've gotten chaos, the rise of radical Islam, and we're more at risk. Wow. So I think we need to think before Shit, we act dude. and know that most interventions, if <laughs> not a lot of them in the Middle East, have actually backfired on. How is Rand, you, Rand Paul? Fuck you, Rand Paul. How come Rand Paul is making okay, sense? Ask me as well. I'd, I'd like to actually Go ahead, sir. That would be to, fair. To, to you're right. You're right. You're the third senator. I need to talk about religion here. I think I'm the first senator. The number one test for use of military force should be vital national security interest of the United States. The reason why I oppose President Obama bombing Syria Obama, is because he Obama, couldn't Obama. answer the question, what do you do if chemical weapons end up in the hands of radical Islamic terrorists like al-Nusra, like al-Qaeda, like ISIS? Now, I also want to respond to several of the folks up here who said, we should trust this Iranian deal and see if the Iranians will comply. Anyone who's paying attention to what Khamenei says knows that they will Khamenei. not comply. There's Khamenei. a reason Khamenei refers to Israel as the little Satan. And America is the great state. Yeah, there the is a reason. Because yeah. we're Republicans. This Look in the 60s treat. and 70s history of the shit that Khamenei we did to Iran. Khamenei led the yeah. assembly <laughs> masses in chanting death to America. I'm reminded dicks, of a great editorial Chris, cartoon. We put the fucking Shah in power. Khamenei dick. saying death to all Americans. Mm-hmm. And then it shows John Kerry coming back saying, can we meet you halfway? And then I see people dancing to Pharrell's happy song. We need a commander in chief. And then I see them using fucking iPhones. And I'll tell you, I can't wait to stand on that debate stage with Hillary. They like America. And to make abundantly clear, if you vote for Hillary, you are voting for the Ayatollah Khamenei to possess a nuclear weapon. And if you elect me as president, (laughs) under no circumstances will a theocratic Ayatollah who chants death to America ever be allowed to acquire him invoking theocracy, huh? A theocratic Republican. Face, is death to America? What Senator just said. That's. I mean. And then no one is. Turn. No. Let me. Let me suggest to you. <laughs> we believe that we operate better in the world when our allies work with us. Yeah. President Bush did it in the Gulf War. We work better when we are unified. Secondly, nobody's trust in Iran. They violate the deal. We put on the sanctions, and we have the high moral ground to talk to our allies. Yeah, because in you started with the to get them to go with us. If they don't go with us, we slap the sanctions on anyway. If they fund these radical groups that threaten Israel and all the West, then we should rip up the deal and put the sanctions back on it. Let me make it clear. Let me make it clear. How do we know it's fucking Ted Hyperbole Cruz? Developing a nuclear weapon, we get that information. You better believe that I would do everything in my power as the commander in chief to stop them having a nuclear weapon. We can have it, and we can have our allies, and we can be strong as a country, and we can project across this globe with unity, not just doing it alone. That is not what gets us where we want to get as a nation. Senator Cruz. I don't agree totally, but he's much more reasonable than than this topic right here. And I've listened to several folks saying, well, gosh, if they cheat, we'll act. We won't know. Under this agreement... There are several facilities in Iran they designate as military facilities that are off-limit altogether. Beyond that, as the other we facilities we give them 24 days notice before inspecting them. That is designed to allow them to hide the evidence. And no, most it astonishingly, isn't. this agreement trusts the That's Iranians horseshit. to inspect themselves. Oh, like, no, it's no not. They're not going to fucking inspect know, themselves and report back to us. You fucking jackass. Right. Deals, and we ought well, to see the United States Congress stand Congress stand or the IAEA, who's going to do the fucking inspections. Right. Stupid asshole. Fuck you, hot bricks. Fuck you, hot bricks. Just going to say, goddamn. Jailed for refusing to issue marriage licenses to same-sex couples, as I don't need to tell you. You've called what happened to Kim Davis. That clerk. An example of the criminalization 
of Christianity. There are several people Fuck you, on the Mike stage Huckabee. who disagree with you. Governor Bush, for example, says that that clerk is sworn to uphold the law. Yes, is Governor is. Bush on the wrong side of the criminalization of Christianity? No, I don't think he's on the what? wrong side what? of the issue. Jeb is a friend. I'm not up here to fight with Jeb or to fight with anybody else. But I am yeah, but here to fight for somebody who is a county you're a liar. elected under the Kentucky Constitution that 75% of the people of that state had voted for that said that marriage was between a man and a woman. It doesn't fucking the matter. The Supreme Court, in a very, very divided Federal decision, law overrules state law, you stupid shit. That they were just going to redefine marriage. No, no, the they didn't. That the other justices in dissent said they didn't have and there wasn't a constitutional shred of capacity for them to do it. Fucking, I, I thought it doesn't matter how did it fucking happen. It doesn't matter why they did it. Said, but heck, it's what we learned in civics. No. The courts can't make a law. They can interpret one. <laughs> oh, they, can they can't implement it. It didn't make a law. But here's what happened. Because the courts just decided that something was going to be. Equality yeah. is and fucking equality. pushed it. And the other two branches of government set by silently. I thought we had three branches of government. They we were do. all equal to each other. We have separation of powers. And we had checks and balances. Yeah, if we the do. court can just make a decision and we just all surrender to it, we have what Jefferson said was judicial tyranny. Nope. The reason nope. that nope. this is nope. a real issue nope. that we need to think about. Thank you, Governor. No, no, let me finish this. No, no, you're wrong. You're just completely wrong. Time, so I'm going to take just what little I can here. We made accommodation to the Fort Hood shooter to let him grow a beard. Holy we shit. made accommodations wow. to the detainees at Gitmo. I've been to Gitmo and you know, I've Jesus seen the accommodations that we made to the Muslim detainees who killed Americans. Which You're telling is me not that gone to trial yet. Thank an you. Accommodation for an elected Democrat county clerk from Rowan County, Kentucky. None of those other people what were doing a fucking job. And the criminalization yeah. of her faith. And none of them were in the fucking contempt of, the of court. Faith of everyone right. else who might be a Fort Hood shooter or a detainee at Gitmo. Well, no, I'm because none of them that, defied judges' orders specifically. Because he did, because he and Supreme, he Supreme Court laws. Davis right. And he's talking about the shooter growing a fucking beard according to his religious beliefs. Right. That Mike Huckabee thinks that everybody should be welcome entitled and free to, right. and entitled to exercise whatever religious beliefs they have as long as they're fucking Christian beliefs. Right, of course. That's no, the not, no, 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 no. You can't have your no. Quran. You can't have your prayer Not mat. just Christian his Christian, because there's 41,000 different Christian sects just in this country. His fucking Christian. Right. You know? Right. Not, not the Christianity that says feed the poor, grow a beard, live without a job, don't have a home, who knows what I did between 10 and 32. None of that. No, no, no. Not that Christianity. His fucking Christianity that's like almost like Mormonism, where it's like you shave your fucking face, you, you cut your fucking hair, you hate on gays, you hate on the fucking blacks, you hate on immigrants, all of that Christianity. You none hate of, on the poor people. Yeah, none of the fucking homeless, jobless, socialist Jew Christianity. Hey, fucking fuck this guy. Fucking fuck, fuck this fuck guy. Fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Fuck this guy. Shut up. <laughs> fuck me. So funny. Oh, you don't I believe think you're not stating my views right. Okay, please do. I please think share. there needs to be accommodation for someone acting on their faith. Religious conscience no. is, is, is a first freedom. It's, no, it's a it's powerful uh, part of our, of our Bill of Rights. And in a big time, right, start my own religion tomorrow. Respect yep. the rule Church of law. Church of Forest. Allow yeah. people <laughs> in, 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 the, in this country. I'm a, I was opposed to the decision, but we, you can't just say, well, they, gays can't get married now. 
But this woman, there should be some accommodation for her conscience. Just no, there, there shouldn't. Should be for there is accommodation for her conscience. She can fucking quit her job. Yeah, right, right, right. A great right. country. Nobody's like saying that you can't quit your fucking job. Yeah. She's taking so secular money for a secular government job at the local level. You did, and so we do agree. Yeah, she wants to have a cake and eat it too. I was governor. You said, Mr. Tepper here, governor. You said, quote, she is sworn to uphold the law. She is, and so if she, based on conscience, can't sign that that uh, marriage license, then there should be someone in her office to be able to do it. And if the law needs to be changed in the state of Kentucky, which is what she's advocating, it should be changed. No. Let me go to my colleague, Dana Bash, who has a question. Can't do that. Governor Kasich, Senator Cruz is so committed to stripping federal funds from... Planned Parenthood. My job calls for me not to kill somebody. Well, God damn it, it's my religious right to kill people. Do you agree with Senator Cruz's tactic? Well, I agree that we should defund Planned Parenthood. I don't know many people in America that don't think that we should. And in my state, we're trying to figure out how to get it done. Uh, because we are threatened with the federal government taking all of our Medicaid money away. I think there's a way so to get this done really tired by giving now. governors the ability <laughs> yeah. to be able to yeah. act yeah. and fund Planned Parenthood. Suddenly. But when it comes to closing government, we have to be very careful about that. When we shut the government down, if we have a chance of success and it's a great principle, yes, the President of the United States is not going to sign this. And all we're going to do is shut the government down, and then we're going to open up, open it up, and American people are going to shake their heads and say, "What's the story with these Republicans?" So I think there is a way. <laughs> shut it to down get because of some other stupid decision from Planned Ted Cruz. Parenthood. Yep. I was in the Congress for 18 years, balanced the budget, cut taxes, got it done, During changed the Clinton welfare, administration. went right. around <laughs> the president to get welfare reform done. There are ways to do it without having to shut the government down. But I'm sympathetic to the fact that we don't want this organization to get funding and the money ought to be reprogrammed for family planning in other organizations that don't support this tactic. But Absolute I would not be for only. shutting the government down Thank because you. I don't think it's going to work out. Thank you. Senator Cruz, I would just add That's that horseshit. on this stage not that long ago, Senator Graham said that this tactic that you're pushing would tank the Republicans' ability to win in 2016. Well, let me tell you, Dan, number one, I'm proud to stand for life. These Planned Parenthood videos are horrifying. I would encourage every American to watch He's talking to the camera every videos. fucking time, man. See senior Planned yep. Parenthood officials wow. callously, heartlessly bartering and evil. selling the body parts of human <laughs> he is beings. Evil. And then ask yourself, are these my values? These are horrifying. On Quit these lying. videos, Planned Parenthood also essentially confesses to multiple felonies. It is a felony shitbag. with 10 years jail term. To sell the body parts of unborn children no, for not. profit. That's what these videos show Planned Parenthood. No, doing. they're not. They're Absolutely. Don't show that. We shouldn't dead be children, $500 million mothers that give the consent to donate after the procedure. An ongoing criminal enterprise. And I'll tell you, the fact they don't that sell Republican the body parts. leadership in both houses has begun th- this discussion by preemptively surrendering to Barack Obama. And saying we'll Obama. give in because Obama. Well, and like I said during the last fucking ep- <laughs> during the during the last debates when when they were talking about this shit, do they want no good to come out of this? Yes. I mean, the abortion is going to fucking happen. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. <laughs> do you want absolute? <laughs> Chris is taking a picture of where I paused it. It's a good one. It's pretty funny. <laughs> but they they seem they seem to want to have absolutely no good come from it whatsoever, right? Right. They, like in their eyes, it's already a bad thing. Why not try to have some redemptive quality to what you think is a bad thing? Because it's bad. Because the reason why they're Republicans, the reason why they're Christians, is because they think in black and white. That's why there there is no nuance. There's no room for there nuance. There is no there's gray no... scale. No, there isn't. It's good or it's bad. 
That's, that's why they're what they are. And that's why we're not. We're atheists and liberals because we do think on a nuanced scale. This is part of the reason why it's really hard to win social justice as a liberal and an atheist because we see their argument. We get it. We just think they're wrong. They're wrong. No, they are fucking wrong. We don't think they're wrong. We know. Yeah, they're, they're wrong. wrong. But the problem is they can't see our side of it. They can't see outside they of what they to. already no, believe. Yeah. No, it's not that they choose not to. They can't. They're incapable of seeing this side of it. Or they would be liberals and atheists. So we see both sides. Like I've said before, me talking to NDT or Albert Einstein. I could talk all day long about what I think about cosmology and physics, and they could see everything before, you know, before I'm even done with a sentence, they could say, yeah, I get it, but here's the difference. And I would <laughs> never understand what the fuck they're talking about because they get what I'm saying, but they're leaps but they and bounds. Also, yes, yeah. exactly. And so they're fighting against something they have no idea how to even co- begin to comprehend. It's and, like a and, different language. Yeah, right? it yeah. is. And we look at them and go, yes. But, but. <laughs> and this isn't like you're, I'm not a racist, but. <laughs> right. And we, and we tend, and we do tend to be a little bit nicer and softer. Yeah. Because we're like, yeah, I get where you're coming from. Let's try Except- to accommodate. Let's see what we could do to make this work for everybody. Even though you're fucking wrong, you're still part of the community. And they're like, but you're not part of the community and you got to do what we want to do. And even a bit. And they just go and they try to fight for, you know, but I think absolutely for, no surrender. Yeah. For all three of us at the table, we can agree that. We're not so nice about it sometimes because we're the firebrand type. We're the kind where we yeah, will sure. call people out on sure, this shit. You sure, know? sure, sure. We're not going to be the David Smalley Disney atheist type. Uh, oh. we'll tr- <laughs> well, by name. But the but the difference nice. too. The difference too is that I still listen to his show. I mean, I just yeah, disagree yeah, with yeah. his methods. The difference yeah, yeah, too yeah. is that I I don't attack people necessarily. It's ideas. I attack yeah, the ideas, ideas that they have. or tactics. unrelentingly though. You don't. Yeah. Give, you don't give them a inch of ground. To you will. Stand you on. will receive right. no quarter from me, sir. Right. Or tactics yeah. is, all, is also appropriate to attack. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I didn't want to bring this up. You just reminded <laughs> me. But my wife showed me a quote that someone had posted on Facebook about how it's okay to be an atheist, but it's not okay to shame religion. Oh, oh, totally wrong. That it's, okay, it's okay to be a Christian. Blah, blah, blah. That it's goes okay around like everything. Yeah, it goes yeah, into yeah. the reindeer yeah. thing. Yeah, and the reindeer thing. thing. Yeah. And, and so she thought it was funny. And she looked. And uh, so she had me read it. And I paused Dying Light, which I hate to have to do. But I did it anyway. <laughs> and uh, I read it. And I didn't even smile. I just looked at her and I'm like, I think it's totally fucking okay to shame religions. Absolutely. And she's like, well, I don't. And she's a deist-ish. And so I'm like, and so, you know, I go into the whole ridiculous ideas by definition are worthy of ridicule and blah, blah, blah. But then later on that night, right? Uh No, no, no. Sorry. It was the next morning. We were talking about a situation where there was a call for the police because... Uh, 12-year-old kids were playing with uh, handguns, fake handguns, not real ones, toy handguns, mm-hmm. and they had painted the little orange tips black. Which and is a, so there was a really a, bad idea. It's a bad idea. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, yes. Uh, but we're adults making that decision. <laughs> okay. So these are 12-year-olds, right? So anyway, the story goes, the police were called because there were, were people with guns. Yeah. Right. So the cops show up. Kid ducks behind like a tree with his gun. Doesn't like, just ducks behind the tree. Just compounding the problem. Yeah. And so the story, you know, as reported by the, the people on the morning radio was like, you know, these kids are lucky they didn't get killed. 
you know, that's a stupid thing to do. You know, you got to know that when you have a toy gun, that orange thing is there to indicate to police officers that that's fake. And if you paint it, blah, 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 blah. And on some level, I kind of agree with that because, yeah, this is the state of things. But on the other hand, I felt a little bit of sorrow that the country we live in, there's almost a bit of shaming the victim in that cops will fucking kill you. If, if you have that painted orange. wrong, it doesn't matter. You're 12. <laughs> it doesn't matter that you're, you're playing and you're trying to jump behind a tree. It doesn't matter that, you know, none of that matters. The point is everybody that hears that story is going to say, yeah, you don't fucking do that. Cops will gun you down. Yeah. It's your fucking fault. So, and so she, she was saying, yes, that's absolutely the case. You don't fuck around with that because they'll kill you. Yes, that's true. But wait a second. <laughs> How on the one hand, are you going to say, the gun victim, the the person that gets gunned down by a cop in that situation, it's their fucking fault because police are so overly trigger happy that that's just the world we live in, tough shit. But then also turn around and say, no, 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 these religious ideas, those are sacred and you shouldn't shame them for having bad fucking epistemologies. She well, holds both of those beliefs. And I, I yeah. mean, I don't want to be over, overly critical about, well, I'm too fucking bad. I'm overly critical of my <laughs> wife on the show. But, it, you know, it, it, that's bothered me for two days because I've been like, wait. Well, it's offering sh- special deference to, to a particular set of beliefs. Yeah, I mean. Why, it, why are these, why is this set of beliefs and set aside okay? and, and why, why do you give special privileges to this set of beliefs versus anything else? Yeah, and, it goes, it, and it, the it, difference we're talking about is epistemology. Right? And whether that's valid and justified or not. And fucking murder! <laughs> well, and it goes, Those are the differences we're it, talking about. It's like about. Sam Harris's quote, and I actually posted this meme image of Harris's quote where he talks about, you know, George Bush gets up and says that he talks to God every day. And yeah, right, everybody's right. totally fine with that. But if we were to say that George Bush said, George Bush says that he speaks to God through a hairdryer, mm-hmm. everybody would think he was fucking insane. <laughs> what is the difference? Why, why does adding a hairdryer make all of the difference there? Right. It's the same right. fucking thing. Right. And what I get from this whole thing is that if you're a criminal, Paint the tip of your gun orange. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> yes, I was, I was go, going to say, too. I was going to say, yeah, the, you know, that you've got too. kids painting orange barrels black. What's to stop criminals from painting black barrels orange on a to, real gun? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I've right. seen Hello Kitty guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I don't. Interesting. And, and and that's just it is that she's offering special deference to a particular set of beliefs. Why? Right. Why are? Th- why is this particular set of beliefs supposed to be held? You know, held outside that that they're beyond reproach. You can't mm. you can't attack these particularly these particular beliefs for what reason? Why why can't right, I? Right, right, why? Yeah, why can't be, I talk be, be, about be, them? Why can't I say that I think they're bullshit? Well, because at some point you're going to offend somebody. At, yeah, at some point, s- some people decided that I'm tired of having to give embarrassing answers, so <laughs> we're just going to put a kibosh on this whole thing. Nobody talks about it. Yeah. These are my believies, and you don't touch them, and you keep your little believies over there. And it would be fine if everybody did that. And it would. Well, they and don't. It would. They don't. Kim fucking Davis, take your mashed potato figure and get the fuck out of your job. <laughs> How dare you question me on my magic underwear? 
<laughs> and my baptizing people in a oxen covered oh, <laughs> bathtub. But yeah, that's that's the big like I've, I've seen that meme. Yeah. I've that's probably sacred. Seen, I've probably seen that posted five or six times just in the last week. Mm-hmm. And each well, time they I make see the it, rounds, yeah, sure. Yeah, and each time I see it, I say. I completely disagree with the second paragraph. That's bullshit. Yep. <laughs> beliefs <laughs> beliefs are not above question. Yep. And and beliefs are not people. Yeah. That's the problem. It's that conflation. God, this is a whole fucking show. We could yeah. do a whole show on this shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Ted Cruz. <laughs> you know, Obama's committed to his principles, his liberal principles. He will fight for them. He says, sure. "I will Senator. veto any budget that doesn't fund Planned Parenthood and Republicans surrender. We need to stop he surrendering sees the greater and good start of it. standing." Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Senator. Governor, Governor, I want to go to you. Is it what Senator Cruz says? A surrender by Republicans? No. What I can tell you is this: we didn't surrender in New Jersey. <laughs> no, sorry. Six years ago, as the brand new first ever pro-life governor of New Jersey since Roe versus Wade, I defunded Planned Parenthood. And I've vetoed Planned Parenthood funding now eight times in New Jersey. Since the day I walked in as governor, Planned Parenthood has not been funded in New Jersey. We've stood up and every one of those vetoes has been sustained. But here's the problem. I don't want women's health services in my state. No, no. We agree. No. I don't Let's want affordable Hillary family Clinton. planning for people. She believes in the systematic. I would prefer unplanned parenthood to yeah, preserve right. their body That's parts, they, Dana, yeah. in a way that maximizes their value for sale for profit. It is disgusting, they and don't the American fucking people profit. Yeah, shouldn't be fighting with each other. Is. She's the real opponent. Governor, She's the, the real problem. Governor, the reality is, in just two weeks' time. We are going to be facing a question about whether or not it's enough to shut down the government to make that statement because there's still a Democrat in the White House. Do you I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what I'd be willing to fight for. I'll tell you what I'd be willing to fight for. Why haven't we put tax reform on the president's desk so we could simplify this tax system? You're not yes, answering no, the fucking question. Mm-hmm. we got to talk about what we would be willing to shut down for. Why don't we put tax reform on this president's desk and make him veto it if that's what he wants to do? Why haven't we repealed and replaced Obamacare? Make We're him veto if that's what he wants to do. You've tried right 60 fucking times. fucking symbolic. Republican Congress yeah, to do Dana. this, and they should Dana. be doing it, and they're not, and they're giving the president a pass. Dana, God, I get bored with the same fucking stupid arguments. We should be doing these things and forcing the president to take action. Let's force him to do what he says he's going to do. Now, I don't know whether he'll do it or not, but let's force him to do it. And again, this goes to... You can't force the fucking president to do anything. And again, this goes to what I've said about what all of these candidates, how they view their voting populace. They think that their voters are fucking stupid. Yeah. And clearly a lot of them are because Donald Trump is fucking leading. (laughs) There, There is something casually charismatic about Christie, though. Compared to the rest of the candidates, he's he seems much looser. Well, he's much more charismatic for sure. Much more comfortable. He's got you know one elbow on the on the podium. He's leaning. He's He's got some swagger. Fucking owning. Yeah, everybody else is standing there stiff as a board, trying to figure out where do I stand? How where are the cameras? He you know he's much more comfortable. Yeah, you know he he talks back to the other candidates. Well, I'm sure Ben didn't mean me. You know, I'm sure you know we're all friends up here. He he refers to the other guys. Nobody else is doing that. If he was a guy on the left. I would be voting for him because he's fucking really charismatic. And that's not the only reason yeah. that you vote for somebody. I was going to say you're cheap then, but, but I, am. <laughs> I, am, I am. I am a cheap date. easily bought. He, he yeah. definitely has a large amount of swagger and charisma. A large and amount of swagger <laughs> and a huge front butt. Fupa. To link these two issues, both of which are incredibly important, Iran and Planned Parenthood. She's blending One in with has the, something like to the do banner back there on the plane of the almost. Of this yeah. She just kind of blends into the background. The other has something to do with the defense of the character of this nation. Yeah, she's you a have mannequin. not heard a plan 
plan about Iran from any politician up here. Here's my plan. On day one in the Oval Office, I will make two phone calls. The first to my good friend Bibi Netanyahu. Yeah. Uh, we will stand my with good the friend Bibi Israel. Netanyahu. The second is to brag about. To religious extremists. And unless and until you know, yeah, he opens the every military and every nuclear facility a, to reel any time, anywhere inspections by Netanyahu our people, arrested if not his, the UK. we, the United States of America, <laughs> will make it as terrorist. difficult as possible to money around the global financial system. We can do that. We don't need anyone's cooperation to do it. And every ally and every adversary we have in this world will know that the United States of America is back in the leadership business, which is how we must stand with our allies. As regards Planned Parenthood, anyone who has watched this videotape, I did. You know why so many other fucking countries hate the United States? Because the United States thinks that its shit doesn't stink. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, yep. we've got people like Carly Fiorina, every, well, like almost every fucking Republican yep. that we've seen on stage tonight All that thinks that, that has this view of American exceptionalism yep. that we are so fucking much better than everybody else. Yep. We're smarter. Yep. We're, we're better educated. We know what the fuck is going on. Yep. That's why people fucking hate the United States That's because we're thing. so fucking arrogant. That's one reason. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, obviously a large part of it is that we turn their hometowns to fucking rubble, rubble. for right. no reason. Yeah. But but that's because of our arrogance. We're much well, better sure. than you are. Oh fucking we can just kill you you don't you don't matter in the grand scheme sure. of things. You're not American. Sure. And it's and it's all the Jesus factor. Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, to watch these tapes. Watch. And she'll never a win. Fully Carly formed. Won't. She'll never no, win. And never. Not, not on the GOP. The Hell no. It's they won't vote for a woman. Beating. It's legs kicking. While someone says we have to keep it alive to harvest its brain. Oh, God. This is about the character of our nation. And if we will not stand up and force President Obama to veto this bill, shame on us. Shame on you. Yeah. Shame on you for being a fucking liar. Yeah, or or just being plain ignorant and not knowing what's going on. One or the other. You know, how many, there's no excuse. I want how many to, cuts uh, did they make in the video? The 48, I think they said. Yeah. Governor Bush, At you least. recently said while discussing Planned Parenthood, quote, you're not sure we need a half billion dollars for women's health issues. Now, Ooh, yep. you since said that you misspoke. You didn't mean mm-hmm, to say mm-hmm, women's health issues. Mm-hmm. But Donald Trump said <laughs> that, yeah, because quote, he knows. that comment, which Hillary Clinton Oops. did seize upon immediately, like, will haunt you the same way Mitt Romney's 47% video haunted him. <laughs> Tell Donald Trump why he's wrong. Well, he's wrong on a lot of things, but on this he's wrong because I'm yeah. the most pro-life governor on this stage. <laughs> the most. I got to act on my core beliefs. It's it's part of who yeah, I what am. What does that mean? Life is is a gift from God, and from beginning to end, we need to respect it and err on the side of life. And so I defunded Planned Parenthood. Every we created a climate notification took place. We were the only state to fund crisis pregnancy centers with state monies. We were totally focused on this, and I would bring that kind of philosophy to Washington D.C. So here's a here's a solution to this. Title 10 of the HHS funding, there's something that was called the Reagan Rule. It was passed in 1988. And in that rule, it was defined, and the courts approved this, that a Planned Parenthood, you couldn't separate the money between the actual abortion procedures, and there are 330,000 abortions that take place in this clinic, and, and their promotion of it. He interpreted it the right way. The courts uh, ruled in his favor, and Planned Parenthood did not get funding during that time until President Clinton came in. When I'm elected president, we will restore that interpretation of Title X, and this deal will be finished. Thank you, Governor Title Bush. Title X is Dr. still Dr. a fucking Trump. thing. Just, the the quote was, I'm like, not sure we need half a billion dollars for they women's They can't use federal funding issues. for abortion. He said he misspoke. He you said s- that. You said that that's going to haunt him. Why I think do, it will why haunt do you, him. Why do you think, think that? I think it's a terrible statement. I think it's going to haunt him absolutely. He came back later and he said he misspoke. 
there was no question because I heard when he said the statement. I was watching and he said the statement and I said, wow, I can't believe it. I will take care of women. I respect women. I will oh, take care of women. Oh, come on. One thing we will say, and I, I would like to get Even back Bush to chuckles from the crowd. Yeah. I respect women, Iran, everybody. Yeah, that Miss Universe patch is so respectful. I've never seen anything like it. One of the Rosie worst O'Donnell. contracts of any kind I've ever seen. And nobody ever mentions North Korea where you have this career? maniac career. sitting there and he actually has nuclear weapons and somebody better start thinking about North Korea and perhaps a couple of other places, but certainly North Korea. And Ted and I have spoken. <laughs> We've, a lot of us have spoken. That's We're talking about me. Iran. <laughs> They're bad actors. Bad things are going to happen. But in the meantime, you have somebody right now in North Korea who's got nuclear weapons and who is saying almost every other week, I'm ready to use them. And we don't even mention it. Governor Bush? There are 13,000 community-based organizations that provide health services to women. 13,000 in this country. I don't believe that Planned Planned Parenthood should get a penny from the federal government. Those organizations should get funding. Just as I increased funding when I was governor of the state. That's the way you do this, is you you improve the condition for people. And Donald, when I was governor, we also increased the opportunities for women. Women's income grew three times faster than national average when I was governor. So why did we you improved, say it? Why improved, did you say it? Improved, I know, but why did you say it? I heard it myself. We why did you say it? We increased child support. We increased child support. You was said a you're going to cut funding for women's I health issues. You said it. Record. I have yeah, a proven record. Yeah, except you said it. Jake, I want to. Uh, we're we're going to get to Jake. Just just one more one. Jeb again is, is not prepared for that. Now, I, not I, at all. Like some of the other governors here, I defunded Planned Parenthood. How dare you talk to me? All he has to say is, you know why I said it? Because I misspoke. But it's bigger than that. I we used the wrong word. Sorry. We took yep. the Move money, on. put it in the women's yep. health. So we did exactly what we're talking about here. But I think the bigger issue here is we should be able to do this nationally. And this is precisely yeah, why so many Republicans are upset with Washington. They see the House and they see the Senate and say, why can't we pass this? Why can't we defund plan put in a spending bill? Forget about the 60 vote rule. There's no reason in the Constitution to call for 60 (laughs) votes. Pass it with 51 votes. Put it on the desk of the president. And go forward and actually make a point. This is why people are upset with Washington. We're going to get to many of these issues. Uh, We're still in the first block, believe it or not. We're going to get to many of these these issues. Fucking clown uh, but car. before we end this block, Ms. Fiorina, I do want to ask you about this. In an interview last week in Rolling Stone magazine, Donald Trump said the following about you. Quote, mm-hmm. look at that face. Ooh. Would anyone vote for that? Can you imagine that? The face of our next president. Mr. Trump later said he was talking about your persona, not your appearance. Please feel free to respond what you think about why did you say that's a distinction without a difference why did you what is he talking about her persona versus interesting to me mr trump said that he heard mr bush very clearly Mm -hmm. and what mr bush said (laughs) i think women all over this country heard very clearly what mr trump said He's got a little. He's got a he's no, he went from a smirk to a smile there. Yeah, he's like, fuck, she got me out there. <laughs> oh, he's prepared I for something here. She's got a beautiful face, and I think she's mm-hmm. a beautiful woman. All right, on that note, in less than two minutes, we're going to take a very not, not quick break. That, in less than two minutes, only the most totally contentious issue on the campaign trail and the candidates on the split over That's coming up next. Yeah. Please give some applause to the candidates. You know I'd fuck her. She's saying pretty much. Yeah, she looks kind of like my daughter. Hey, good, good enough for a poke. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not related to her. Asshole. Yeah, he's such an asshole. Presidential debate. No topic perhaps has been more 
combustible in this campaign than the issue of immigration. Oh. Mr. Trump, you have called for deporting every undocumented There's immigrant. No way to do Governor that. Christie and has no said, quote, there are not it's enough law enforcement yeah, officers, yeah, local, county, and state, and federal combined, to forcibly deport 11 to 12 million people. Million Tell Governor people. Christie how much your plan will cost and how you will get it done. Yep. Correct. First of all, I want to build a wall, a wall that works. So important, and it's a big part of it. Second of all, we have a lot of really bad dudes in this country from outside. And I think Chris knows that maybe as well as anybody. They go, if I get elected, first day, they're gone. Gangs all over the place. How the fuck are you going to do it? First day? We have a country based on laws. I will make sure that he hasn't answered the question at all. These are illegal immigrants. I don't think you'd even be asking this question. He has no idea how slowly because when I ran and I brought this up, he asked him, "How are you going to do it, and how much will it cost?" I took heat like nobody has taken heat in a long time, and then they found out with the killing of Kate from San Francisco and so many other crimes. They found out that I was right. And most people, many people, apologized to me. I don't think you'd even be talking about illegal immigration if it weren't for me. So, we have a country of laws. They're going to go out, and they'll come back if they deserve how? to come How? How, 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 record, how, how? If they've been arrested, if they've been in jail, they're never coming back. And how much We're will it cost? We're going to have a country again. Wait, 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 right wait, wait, now, wait, wait, wait. we don't How's have gonna a keep country, them out? we don't <laughs> have a border, and we're going to... Oh, that's right, his wall. That's right. Did Classic Trump face pause. Nice. <laughs> did uh, Donald Duck Trump... Potato did they, uh, butthole lips. <laughs> did, did he just say, if they go to jail, they'll be deported and they'll never come back? Did Is that what he said? I don't know. I think he said that in there. I don't know. That's factually incorrect. Well, and absolutely he, because I'm know, just we can I'm talk dying to because he all day long about the ICE agents that come and deport uh, immigrants, illegal immigrants from all over the world, and multiple times, multiple a lot of times, time. <laughs> multiple times. Yes, it doesn't it doesn't stop them. And he still hasn't addressed how you're going to do it and, and how, how much, much it will cost. cost. And first day, he says, there's yeah. <laughs> no way. 12 million people in in one day? Come on. Even if you had a great plan. It can be done with proper management, and it can be done with heart. Governor Christie, you with heart. and I have all of you. I'm going to do it with heart. heart. You say okay. that his big wall, his plan to deport 11 to 12 million undocumented immigrants, it sounds great, <laughs> but it's never going to yeah, happen. It Tell fantastic. him why you're skeptical of his plan. Well, first off, Jake, I don't yield to anybody on how to enforce the law. I'm the only person on the stage who spent seven years as the United States Attorney after September 11th. Uh, and I know how to do oh, it. Oh, shit, there goes my The drink. fact is, though, <laughs> that for 15,000 people a day to be deported every day for two years is an undertaking that almost none of us could accomplish given the current levels yep. of funding and the current number of law enforcement officers. And no but here's what we it. need to do, and I think this is where Donald is absolutely right. What we need to do is to secure our border, and we need to do it with more than just a wall. We need to use electronics, we need to use drones, Money. we need to use FBI, Money. DA, and ATF, Money. and yes, Money. we need to take Bigger the fingerprint government. of every Bigger person government. 
who comes into this country on a visa, and when they overstay their visa, we need to tap them on the shoulder and say, you have overstayed your welcome, you are taking advantage of the American people, it's time oh, for you God. to go. If we had that kind of system yeah, just in place, them around. we wouldn't have the 11 million people we have now. Obviously, Thank you, Chris Christie's Christie. never watched the movie Coneheads. It's not that easy to find illegal aliens. But I will say this, <laughs> illegal immigration is costing us more than $200 billion a year, yeah, what's just the war maintaining costing? what we have. I, I want to bring in Dr. Carson, because he too has been skeptical of your plan to immediately okay. deport 11 to 12 million uh, illegal immigrants. He said, quote, people who say that have no idea what this entails. Why exactly do you say that, right. Dr. Carson? That's exactly right. Well, first of all, recognize that we have an incredible illegal immigration problem. <laughs> I was uh, down in Arizona a few weeks ago at the border. I mean, the fences the that were there were not manned. And those are the kind of fences when I was a kid that would barely slow us down. So I don't see any purpose in having that. Now, what we need to do is look at something that actually works. Yuma County, Arizona, they stopped 97% of the illegal immigration through there. They put in a double fence with a road so that there was quick access by the enforcement people. Uh, if we don't seal the border... The rest of the stuff really doesn't matter. It's, it's kind of ridiculous, all the other things that we talk about. We have the ability to do it. We don't have the will to do it. There was one area where they had cut a hole in the fence, and to prepare it, they put a few strands of barbed wire across. Well, the photographers who were there with us, they wanted to ph photograph us from the side of the Mexicans, and they went through there, and they were not physically fit people, and they took their cameras and things with them and shot us from the other side. That's how easy it is to get across. And the drugs, I mean, it goes on and on and on. ICE tells them to release these people. 67,000 criminals released Dr. Carson, our property. It's ridiculous. With, with all, rambling, all due respect, rambling, Dr. Carson, rambling. you said about Donald Trump's plan to immediately deport 11 to 12 million undocumented immigrants. People who say that have no idea what this entails. Why not? Well, I have also said, if, if anybody knows how to do that, uh, that I would be willing to listen and if they can, uh, <laughs> you know, specify what a strong exactly position! How wow, be done and what the cost. I don't know, but I'm open to suggestions. I think uh, it's worth discussing. But let's, get, let's continue the conversation get about illegal immigration with Dana Bash. Governor Bush, Mr. Trump has suggested that your views on immigration are influenced by your Mexican-born wife. He said that quote, <laughs> if my wife no, was from Mexico, I think I would have a soft spot for people from Mexico. Did Mr. Trump go too far in invoking your wife? Well, my he wife's did. from Slovakia, so... Um, you're proud of your yeah. family, just as I am. Correct. To subject my wife into the middle of a raucous political conversation was completely inappropriate, and I hope you apologize for that, Donald. Well, I have to tell you, I hear phenomenal things. I hear your wife is a lovely woman. She is. I She's don't fantastic. know her, and this she is, is a total... She is absolutely... I have sex with her often. She's right here, and why don't Good. you apologize Good. for her No, I won't right do that now. because I said nothing yeah. wrong, but I do hear so, she's <laughs> a lovely woman. So here's the deal. My wife is a Mex Mexican-American. She's an American by choice. She loves this country as much as anybody in this room. And she wants a secure border, but she wants to embrace the traditional American values traditional. that make us special and make us unique. <laughs> We're at a crossroads right now. Are we going to take the Reagan approach, the hopeful, optimistic approach, the approach that says that you come to our country legally, you pursue your dreams with a vengeance, you create opportunities for all of us, or the Donald Trump approach? The approach that Anna. says that everything is bad. That His wife is coming to an end. Loves I, America, but all of the I'm other immigrants don't. They fucking hate yeah, it. They right, come right, right. into Straw our man. country as an act of love. 
with all of the no problems true immigrant, that we no have, true immigrant so many <laughs> wonderful people coming in. But with all of the problems, this is not an act of love. He's weak on immigration. By the way, in mm. favor of Common Core, which is also a disaster. <laughs> oh, Holy he's shit. Weak on immigration. He doesn't get my vote. Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump, immigration did not come up in 2016 because Mr. Trump brought it up. We talked about it in 2012. We talked about it in 2008. We talked about it in 2004. We have been talking about it for 25 years. This is why people are tired of politicians. We're going to come to you. I just want to get Governor Bush a chance to respond to what Mr. Trump said. Look, first of all, I wrote a book about this three four years ago now. And I laid out a comprehensive conservative approach for immigration reform. And it does require securing the border. No one disagrees with that. But to build a wall and to deport people half a million a month would cost hundreds of billions of dollars, Mm -hmm. Donald. Mm -hmm. Hundreds of billions of dollars. It would destroy community life. It would tear families apart. And it would send a signal to the rest of the world that the United States values that are so important for our long-term success no longer matter in this country. And it would kick out kids who were born here and have lived here their entire lives. I I love how he brings up, I wrote a book about this. In effect, sending them to a foreign country. Exactly what it would do. You know, Dog the Bounty Hunter wrote a book, too. The great ones will come (laughs) back. The good ones will come back. They'll be expedited. They'll be back. They'll come back legally. We'll have a country. They'll come back legally. Okay, on that note, you have criticized Governor Bush for speaking Spanish on the campaign trail. You said, quote, he should really set an example by speaking English in the United States. What's wrong with speaking Spanish? Well, I think it's wonderful and all, but I did it a little bit half-heartedly, but I do mean it to a large extent. We have a country where, to assimilate, you have to speak English. And I think that where he was and the way it Mm -hmm. came out didn't sound right to me. We have to have assimilation. To have a country, we have to have assimilation. I'm not the first one to say this, Dana. We've had many people over the years, for many, many years... Many other bigoted fucking assholes. This is a country where we speak English, not Spanish. Yeah, but there's no official language here, so... I've been speaking English here tonight, and I'll keep speaking English, but the simple fact is, if a a high school kid asked me a question in Spanish... A, a, a school by a, a voucher program that was created <laughs> yeah. under my watch, the largest voucher program in the country, where kids can go to a Christian school uh, and ask me a question in Spanish. I'm going to show respect and answer that question in Spanish, Dana. even though they do speak English and even though they embrace American values. This was a reporter, not a high school kid, by the way. Dana, I, I, I agree that English is the unifying <laughs> language of our country and everyone should learn to speak it. It's important. I want to tell you a story it's about really someone not. that didn't speak English that well. It was my grandfather. He came to this country in the blah, 1960s, escaping Cuba, and he lived with us growing yeah, up. Marco and my grandfather loved America. My poor he story what was so of how special I about this country. Here. He loved Ronald Reagan. He'd be very proud of the fact that we're here this evening. My grandfather instilled in me the belief that I was blessed to live in the one society in all of human history where even I, the son of a bartender and a maid, could aspire to have anything and be anything that I was willing to work hard to achieve. Yeah, America's the Spanish only place where that can happen. Because it was the language yeah. he was most comfortable in. And he became a conservative what even though he got Castro's his views family in like before And so I do give interviews in Spanish, and here's why. Because I believe that free enterprise and limited government is the best way to help people who are trying to, who are trying to achieve upward mobility. And if they get their news in Spanish, I want them to hear that directly from me, not from a translator at Univision. Thank you, Senator Rubio. <laughs> Senator what? Cruz. That was so anticlimactic. Yeah. Yeah. Senator Cruz, 
This learn week, English, we learn more about Dr. Gonna learn, Carson's gonna plan for the 11 to 12 million <laughs> undocumented immigrants in this country. Dr. Carson proposed giving these undocumented immigrants a six-month grace period to pay back taxes, then to let them become guest workers, and only to deport people does who fail to do that. Well, how would you say yeah. it, sir? I was just reading the Wall Street Journal quote, but please tell us. Well, what I said, after we sell the borders... After we turn off the spigot that dispenses all the goodies, so we don't have people coming in here, including employment, that people who had pristine records, we should consider allowing them to become guest workers primarily in the agricultural sphere, because that's the place where Americans don't seem to want to work. That's what I said. And they have a six-month period to do that. If they don't do it within that time period, then they become illegal. And as illegals, they will be treated as such. Okay, from the horse's mouth. Senator Cruz, does that fit your definition of amnesty? Did he just well, call Jake, Ben you know, Carson I'm, a I'm horse? I'm very glad that <laughs> Donald Trump's mouth, being yeah. in this race has forced the mainstream media finally to talk about illegal immigration. I think that's very important. I like Finally. Ben I'm sorry, Carson. but illegal immigration has been a thing since plans. I was a kid. Yeah. But I will say this. The well, Carly Fiorina just said that. The primary oh, yeah. voters are asking. After well, we I mean, this is their ploy. I mean, you know, they're, is, okay, they're martyrs all the way the through and through. Yeah. of the various candidates? Mainstream this is an media. issue on which there Fox are stark News. differences. <laughs> a majority CNN. of the men and women on this stage have previously and publicly embraced amnesty. I am the only candidate on this stage who has never supported amnesty and, in fact, who helped lead the fight to stop a massive amnesty plan in 2013 when Barack Obama and Harry Reid joined the Washington Republicans in a massive amnesty plan. I stood shoulder to shoulder with Jeff Sessions helping lead the fight. He's talking you know, about the Dream Act. Talked about and how fuck you, you for opposing it, you piece well, of shit. Not only that, but he's, a dir- he's directly to benefited from immigration to this country. Walls, to put in place a strong biometric exit entry. Yeah, he's like Raffaello. Senator Rubio, uh, can I, I'm not sure. Yeah, what about Huckabee? I'm not sure. He's saying that even if immigrants come here or are already here illegally and choose to perform service for the United States by serving in the military, no, fuck you. Well, let me say that we're still going to kick you out after we send you to war. Yep, after. Immigration, illegal immigration, all the good aspects of immigration, and all the negative ones as well. I live with. My family's immigrants. My neighbors are all immigrants. My in-laws are all immigrants. So I wish everybody in America and I can is a fucking America immigrant. Doesn't have one immigration problem. It has three. First, despite the I, fact I that mean, we are the most a, generous country in the history of the Cruz world and allowing people to come here legally, we have people still coming illegally. Second, we have a legal immigration system that no longer works. It primarily is built on the basis of whether or not you have a relative living here instead of merit. And third, we have 11 or 12 million people, many of whom have been here for longer than a decade, who are already here illegally. And we must deal with all three of these problems. We cannot deal with all the three of these problems in one massive piece of legislation. I learned that. We tried it that way. Here's the way forward. First, we must. We must secure our border, the physical border or the wall, absolutely. But we also need to have an entry-exit tracking system. Forty percent of the people who come here illegally come illegally. And then they overstay the visa. We also need a mandatory E-Verify system. After we've done that, step two would be to modernize our legal immigration system. So you come to America on the basis of what you can contribute economically, 
not whether or not simply you have a relative living here. And after we've done those two things, I believe the American people you, will be sir. very reasonable and responsible about what you do with someone who's been here and isn't a criminal. If you're a criminal, obviously you will not be able to stay. Thank you, Senator. Senator uh, Dr. Carson, I want to give you 30 seconds. I'd like you to answer the question. Senator Cruz describes plans such as yours as amnesty. Why is your plan not amnesty? My plan is not amnesty for a number of reasons. Number one, you know, I've talked to farmers and they said they cannot hire Americans to do the kind of job that I'm talking about. And, uh, and they'd the be second right. <laughs> reason is because the individuals who register as guest workers, they don't get the vote. They are not American citizens and they don't get the rights and privileges of American citizens. So that's key. But the other thing that I want to bring up is I mentioned something earlier. I think it was just sort of glossed over. I talked about the success in Yuma County. I mean, incredible success. And the Department of Justice said, no, we don't want to do that. That's too successful. We don't have to keep reinventing the wheel. All we have That's to do too is successful. look at the work. All I've we have never to do heard a government agency say that. No, we won't do that. No, it's too well. successful, sorry. Which has emerged yeah. since the first debate as, as in a, a major issue uh, in this campaign. Mr. Trump, you say that babies born in the United States to undocumented immigrants should not any longer get automatic American citizenship. Ms. Fiorina says that you are pandering on this issue and acting like the politicians. They're spending that you rail so against. fucking much What's time on Fiorina, like three percent well, of, of the, the United States population. Is very, very clearly yeah. to a lot of great legal scholars, not television scholars, but legal scholars. Three fucking percent. It can be corrected with an act of Congress. Probably doesn't even need that. A woman gets pregnant. She's nine months. She walks across the border. She has the baby in the United States, and we take care of the baby for 85 years. I don't think so. And by the way, technically, Mexico, that's not really true. Oh, Jesus Christ! The baby the isn't going to do anything for 85 fucking years. It's just going to live on the government team. Yeah, that baby's people, not going to pay into the, the way, tax this system. Is not just it's not going to do anything for the country. To Mexico. They're coming from Asia to have babies here, and all of a sudden, we have to take care of the babies for the life of the baby. The 14th Amendment. It reads properly. I'm pro-life, and it's by the way. It's probably going to have to check and go <laughs> right. through a process yeah, of court. Exactly. It probably ends up They're at the Supreme Court. <laughs> yeah. But there are a lot of great legal scholars that say that As long is as it's American, baby. And in my opinion, birth. it makes absolutely no... We're the only country... One of the only countries... We're going to take care of those babies for 70, 75, 80, 90 years? I don't think so. Ms. Fiorina, the vast majority of countries do not have birthright citizenship. And yeah, listen to the asshole's right clap. Why is it pandering when he says this? First, let me say we have just spent a good bit of time discussing as Republicans how to solve this problem. I would ask your audience at home to ask a very basic question. All right. Why have Democrats not solved this problem? What, President what, Obama what, what campaigned problem? in 2007 and 2008 Immigrants. on solving oh, the immigration yeah. problem. He entered Washington with majorities in the House and the Senate. He could have chosen to do anything to solve this pro- this problem. Instead, he chose to do nothing. Yeah, because Why? it's a Republican because problem. Because the Democrats don't want this issue solved. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. want it yeah, to it's not be a blue state issue. an yeah. issue <laughs> it's a Republican that they problem. can use. As Why have you not solved this? The truth is it's you your can't just wave your hands and say the 14th Amendment is going to go away. It will take an extremely arduous vote in Congress, followed by two-thirds of the states, and if that doesn't work to amend the Constitution, then it is a long, arduous process in court. And meanwhile, what will continue to go on 
on is what has gone on for 25 years. With all due respect, Mr. Trump, we have been talking about illegal immigration for 25 years. San Francisco has been a sanctuary city since 1989. There are 300 of them. And meanwhile, what has happened? And they're like cockroaches. You turn the light on, they all scatter. The legal immigration system remains broken. Look, we know what it takes. They're sanctuary uh, cities because they don't get any fucking here. federal Money, funding to handle the problem. Technology, yeah. mostly apparently leadership, Thank kind you. of leadership that understands how to get results. Thank you, Ms. Fiorina. Mr. Trump, I, I want to give you a chance to Damn, she just took his nuts By off. the way, <laughs> with Carly, on the fact that the Democrats do not want to solve this problem for the obvious reasons, but they do not. But What I are the obvious that reasons that, that it's not a Democratic problem? allows you to have an interpretation so we tend to be where more accepting? this is not legal and where it can't be done. I've seen both sides, but mm-hmm. some of the greatest scholars agree with me without having to go through Congress. If you do go through Congress, God, you're talking a lot of shit. His hair is particularly bad tonight, too, speaking of ad hominems. agrees with you. That's true. Sure. A lot of scholars, bring you in. these where, where problems, do you stand on the issue of this state, you know, like, yeah. not, not Trump has citing anything specific. There's no concrete anything, yeah. <clears throat> the case that was decided around 1900 was people had a green card, were here legally, and they said that their children were citizens. There's never been a direct Supreme Court case on people who are here illegally, whether or not their kids are citizens. So it hasn't really been completely adjudicated. The 14th Amendment says well, then those get to who it. are here and under the jurisdiction. The original author of the, of the 14th Amendment said on the Senate floor that this was applying to slaves and did not specifically apply to others. All right, Senator Paul, thank you so much. Let's turn to a new topic. We've received a lot of questions on social media about the economy and about jobs. We have two CEOs on stage right now. Ms. Fiorina, you were CEO of Hewlett-Packard. Donald Trump says you, quote, ran HP into the ground. You laid off tens of thousands of people. You got Mm -hmm. viciously fired. Absolutely true. For voters looking to somebody with private sector experience to create American jobs, why should they pick you and not Donald Trump? I led Hewlett-Packard through a very difficult time, the worst technology recession in 25 years. The NASDAQ stock index fell 80%. It took 15 years for the stock index to recover. We had very strong competitors who literally went out of business and lost all of their jobs in the process, despite those difficult times. We doubled the size of the company. We quadrupled its top-line growth rate. We quadrupled its cash flow. We tripled its innovation. Looking her up. Yes, down. we had make to make tough to be choices. He's the shiniest guy on that podium for sure. And in doing so, we saved 80,000 jobs, went on to grow to 160,000 jobs, and now Hewlett-Packard is almost 300,000 jobs. We went from lagging After they fired me. in every yep. product category and every market segment. We must lead in this nation again, and some tough calls She's taking credit for shit she didn't do. But as for the firing, I have been very honest about this from the day it happened. When you challenge the status quo, you make enemies. I made a few. Uh, Steve Jobs told me that when he called me the day I was fired to say, hey, been there, done that twice. It's also true that the man that led my firing, Tom Perkins, just took out a full-page ad in the New York Times to say he was wrong, I was right, I was a terrific CEO, the board was dysfunctional, and he thinks I will make a magnificent (laughs) president of the United States. Well, Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump, why would you be better at creating jobs than Carly Fiorina? Well, let me just explain. The head of the Yale Business School, Jeffrey Sonnenfeld, wrote a paper recently, one of the worst tenures for a CEO that he has ever seen, ranked one of the top 20 in the history of business, 
The company is a disaster and continues to be a disaster. They still haven't recovered. In fact, today on the front page of the Wall Street Journal, they fired another 25 or 30,000 people <laughs> yeah. saying we still haven't recovered from the catastrophe. When Carly says the revenues went up, that's because she bought Compaq. It was a terrible deal. And it really led to the destruction of the company. Now, one other company before that was Lucent. Carly was at Lucent before yeah, why that. Would you wanna, why would you want to go turned head to head to be again a catastrophe uh, with also. Trump so I only on say this. She can't run any of my 2000s. companies. That I can tell you. <laughs> Ms. Fiorina, you know, I want to give you a chance um, to respond. Jeffrey Sonnenfeld is a well-known Clintonite and honestly headed out from me from the moment that I arrived. From the land of Clintonia. Happened. But honestly, <laughs> Mr. Trump, I find it quite rich that you would talk about this. You know, there are a lot of us Americans who believe that we are going to have trouble totally someday paying back right the interest on our debt <laughs> because politicians no have out mountains of debt using other people's money. Can that I is, in that. fact, precisely the way you read ran your casinos. You ran up mountains of debt as well as losses using other people's money, and you were forced to file for bankruptcy not once, I never not twice, bankruptcy. four times. A record four times. Why hey, should we trust you them. to manage the finances of hey, That's the loss. I, I took advantage of shit. I, I, I worked within the law. I made yeah. over $10 billion. I had a casino company. Caesars just filed for bankruptcy. Oh, Chris will tell you. It's not Chris's fault either. But almost everybody in Atlantic City is either in trouble or filed for... Maybe I'll blame Chris. Well, but, but <laughs> Atlantic City... National stage name gone. Wait, wait, I'll let you speak. Atlantic City <laughs> is a disaster. Say, darling. I did great in Atlantic City. No, I knew no. when to get out. My timing was great. And I got a lot of credit for it. Many of the great business people that you know, and Carl Icahn's going to work with me on making great deals for this country, but whether it's Carl or so many others that we read about all the time, <sighs> you, they Trump. have used the laws Jake, of the land, Jake. which is the best. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Yeah, yeah, Chris, Chris, Governor Christie's name has been invoked. Yeah. I'd like to give him the 30-second opportunity. While I'm as entertained as anyone <laughs> by this personal back and forth about the history of Donald and Carly's career, for the 55-year-old nice. construction worker out in that audience tonight who doesn't have a job, who can't fund his child's education... I got to tell you the truth. They could care less about your careers. They care about theirs. Yeah, they, then they should. Yep. That and that's right. Stage. Couldn't and care less. Couldn't care less. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, 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 uh, John, I'm not done yet, John. A track Sorry. record of stop leadership is not a game. And did he just apologize to him? Sorry. Hold on. Did Kasich just apologize to Christie? Okay. The fact is that we don't want to hear about your careers back and forth and volleying back and forth about who did well and who did poorly. You're both successful people. Congratulations. You know who's not successful? <laughs> the middle class in this country who's getting plowed over by Barack Obama and Hillary no, Clinton. No, no, no. They saved the fucking middle class. Childish back and forth. It's the wrong boogeyman. Yep. I, I yeah. The right idea, just the wrong, the wrong person to blame. Yeah. Yeah. Governor Kasich, I'm coming to you next, but well, Ms. Ferriero's name was mentioned, and I have to give her the opportunity to respond if she wants. <laughs> well, so I thought frustrated. we had been hearing quite Everybody a bit about drinking Governor coffee. Christie's record Chris Christie's as drinking governor, butter. actually. I think track records are very important. I completely agree that what's at stake here is the future of this nation and the future of every American. But I do think that a track record of leadership is vital because, in the end, this election is about leadership. And let's talk about what leadership is. It's not about braggadocious. It is about challenging the status quo, solving problems, 
producing results. And the highest calling of leadership is to unlock potential in others. Thank you. Problems have festered in Washington for too long, and the potential of this nation is being crushed. Thank you, okay. Ms. Fiorina. Governor Kasich, okay. I want to come to you. I want to, I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you. Let me we ask haven't heard question. much from Huckabee. Oh, no, okay. Donald Trump <laughs> says that the hedge fund guys are getting away with murder by paying a lower tax rate. He wants to raise the taxes of hedge fund managers, as does Governor Bush. All right. Do you agree? No, I, I don't at this point in terms of changing the incentives for investment and risk taking. But let's just stop for a second. There's one person on this stage that does have a record. I'm the only person on the stage and one of the few people in this country that led the effort as the chief architect of the last time we balanced the federal mm-hmm. budget. We also cut taxes. And when I left Washington in 2000, we had a $5 trillion surplus, and the economy see, was 2000. booming. That's the I'd spent 10 year, years of my life. Yeah, right after <laughs> Clinton. Went out in the private sector. It was a great experience. Wow, I went into Ohio that. and took an $8 billion hole and turned it into a $2 billion surplus. We've had the largest amount of tax cuts of any sitting governor. In We've a Democratic well administration. We've 300,000 yep. jobs. You see, I've done it in both places. I'm the only one here that's done it in both places. It took a lot to get us to a balanced budget. It was legitimate, it was real, and we negotiated. And nobody's going to say that. Nobody's going to say, yeah, that happened during a Democratic administration. You know what? At the end of the day, America's got to work. I see a lot of people on stage that are thinking to themselves, why couldn't I bring my phone with with this this boring. If they even recognize those trends, to even say that, people have a chance to rise. So, you know, when we think about how we make a choice, it's the person that lands that plane. It's not somebody that talks about it. It's about the person who's done it. And I've done Thank it you, in Governor. both places, and I did it, including people in the other party, and that's how we were successful, you, and that's how I led be by president. people Using in the that other party mm-hmm. to drive this country Nothing forward. Says Nothing says more than saying the word question I of, uh, over and over um, again. Hedge fund managers and taxing them. You have said uh, that you are bothered by the fact that hedge fund managers pay such a low tax rate and make 2,500 times uh, what people who work for them make. Uh, Do you agree with what Donald Trump and Governor Bush have proposed, raising their tax rates? I have a different idea. I think we ought to get rid of all the taxes on people who produce. Why should we penalize productivity. Uh, and it's why I'm the an fuck are you talking about? Everybody is productive. The fair tax, which would be a tax on our consumption. Define productivity for me. Oh, so the, the fuck words, the poor bill. You're not going to tax yep. anybody. Yep. Yep. What they earn, whether it's a worker who's working by the hour or whether it's a hedge fund manager. If they can produce something and bring capital and labor to create jobs, we need some jobs. And I think the fair tax makes more sense. Rich guy buying now, McDonald's? Jake, uh, I guy buying McDonald's. On Which one's going to be able to handle that? Right, right. About, I'm the only one who's done this, the only one who's done that. I've done great <laughs> things. We've all done great <laughs> things or we wouldn't be on this stage. But it occurs to me as we're sitting here in the Reagan library. Oh, here we go. That most of us would like to pay tribute to a guy who, when he got elected, didn't get elected telling everybody how great he was. He got elected telling everybody how great the American people were. And he empowered them to live their dreams, which is what I'd love to see us do by no longer penalizing the people who are out there working because they're taking a gut punch right now. Thank you, Governor. Yeah, thanks hey, to Dr. Republicans Carson. like fucking Reagan. Shut up. Dr. Carson, you support <laughs> scrapping the entire tax code and replacing it with a flat tax based on the principle of tithing from the Bible. No. Uh, if you make $10 million, you pay $1 billion in taxes. If you make $10, you pay $1 in taxes. Donald Trump believes in progressive taxation. He says it's not right that rich people pay the same as the poor. 
tell Donald Agreed. Trump why his ideas on taxes are wrong. It's all about America. You know, what? the people who say <laughs> the guy who paid a billion dollars because he had 10. Can we call him still Ben Teddy Bear Carson? Left. Can we call him That's that? That's not fair. Call we him what? Ben Teddy Bear Carson? That's called socialism. <laughs> that doesn't work so well. Tell us about what America. made America into a great nation was the fact that we said that guy just put in a billion dollars. Let's create an environment that's even more conducive to his success so that next year he can put in $2 billion. And that's the kind of thing that I helps us to grow. We can't billion grow dollars by continuing to take a piece of pie and dividing it and redistributing sort, it. But I'm also looking at uh, what Dr. Huck, but with, uh, Dr. Huxtable the fair tax. Looking at both of them, uh, we're evaluating them both. And I'm talking to the American people because one of the things we must recognize <laughs> you know, Rudy, is that this country you just is just sometimes you know and it's really time that the government get <laughs> out of the way and here. let the Give people the be the ones who decide how they want to run their country. Does this Mr. smell like roofies to you? What do you, what do you think like of the flat? Yes. Like what do you think of the flat tax? Do you think it's fair? Well, I, I think the thing about the flat tax, I know it very well, that I don't like is if you make. Uh, $200 million a year, you pay 10%, you're paying very little relatively to somebody that's making $50,000 a year and has to hire H&R Block to do the work because it's so complicated. One thing I'll say to Ben <laughs> is that we've had a graduated tax system for many years, so it's not a socialistic thing. What I'd like to do well, is, and I'll be, be putting in the plan in about two weeks, and I think people are going to like it, it's a major reduction in taxes. It's a major reduction for the middle class. The hedge fund guys won't like me as much as they like me right now. I know them all. But they'll pay more. They all think I'm great. Well, the big ones. Thank you, Mr. Trump. Uh, Senator Paul. I I love them. We're having a discussion about taxes because everybody laments that we lose jobs overseas. Well, yeah, our our companies and our jobs are being chased overseas by a 70,000 page tax code. So that's Uh, why I've chosen to get rid of the whole thing and have one single rate, 14.5% for everybody, business and for uh, corporate corporate income and personal income. What about churches? It penalizes, yeah, what about churches? Well. And it penalizes so the poor. Yeah. Is that a sales tax? Is that a, tax? Is that a 14% tax. on churches, too? Get I mean, going again. Governor Walker, not. I want to go to yeah. you. Uh, Dr. Carson wants to raise the federal minimum wage. You have called it a lame idea. Why is raising the federal minimum wage lame? No, unless they could prove they provide a benefit to society. is to get them the education, the skills they need to take on careers that pay far more than minimum wage. And it's why we talk about it's all about jobs. You want to help people actually get jobs. It's why on that last question we were trying to jump in on taxes. To me, it's not just about taxes, cutting taxes. I've done it as much as anybody. I've cut income taxes. I've cut property taxes. In fact, property taxes are lower today in my state than they were before we took office. The real issue is about jobs. Ronald Reagan, our plan is based on the Ronald Reagan tax cuts of 1986. That brought about one of the longest state periods of economic growth in American history. That was a failed fucking policy. No, 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 no. If you give the rich more, it'll trickle down, remember? (laughs) That's worked for 30 years. That's the way you help people create jobs. It's part of our larger plan to reform the tax code, to cut taxes, uh, to put to, uh, put in place an education system that gives people Read the skills and education lips. that they need, to right. put in place an all the above energy policy. Well, I cut the benefits for teachers. I'm yep. repealing Obamacare. Yep. I'm the only one on this stage who's actually Increased got a plan. Introduced an actual plan to repeal Obamacare on day one. I'll send a bill up to Congress and to make sure they actually enact it. But what about the Affordable Care Act? How are you going to do that, that Congress sir? live by the same rules as everybody else. Thank you, Governor. Sure who are you going to make sure Congress enacts Walker didn't really answer the question, but I'll let you respond. <laughs> he called raising the federal minimum wage lame. What do you think of that? 
Well, first of all, let me say what I actually said about raising the minimum wage. Uh, I was asked, should it be raised? I said, probably or possibly. But what I added, I don't I know, basically, the most important yeah. thing let me see what is I that we said. need to get both sides of this, this issue to sit down and talk about it, negotiate a reasonable minimum wage and index that so that we never have to have this conversation again in the history of America. I think wow. we also have to have two. That's actually a decent wages, idea. Ambitious. A starter and a sustaining. Because how are young people ever going to get a job if you have such a high minimum wage that it, it, it makes it impractical to hire them? Thank you, Dr. Jake, Carson. Jake, I want to now turn Jake, to, no, I no, Jake, turn to Hugh. That issue, because you started it. I said to me, I think the real focus this should just be on the wire. Clinton talks <laughs> yeah. about the minimum wage. That's her answer to grow the economy. The answer is to give people the skills and the education so they make far more than minimum wage. I don't want to argue about how low things are going to be. I want to talk about how do we lift everyone up in America. That's what Reagan talked about. It wasn't how bad things were. It was how to make it better for everyone. That's what we've done in Wisconsin. That's exactly what we do. Let me bring in our partner from Salem Radio Network, Hugh Hewitt. I'd like to talk about Whitney because I think all of you are more qualified than former Secretary of State Clinton and as were the people (laughs) in the first debate. (laughs) Nothing like showing your bias. What an asshole. She has way more experience than anybody on this stage. You have different styles. What an Governor asshole. Me? On my show a lot. You refuse yeah, to attack Hillary Clinton. Con. You just don't want to go there. Andy you want to be up with people. Yep. Go Ohio campaign. Like I and I like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> the arena, I don't have to bring up the dick. Secretary of State. You bring her up sua sponte. Which one of you is wrong, Governor Kasich? Well, look, I'm, people still have to get to know me. So I want to spend my time talking about my experience reforming welfare, balancing budgets, cutting taxes, providing economic growth when I was in Washington. Mm-hmm. Turning Ohio around, a $8 people. billion in the hole, $2 billion surplus, up over 300,000 jobs, big tax cuts, uh, strengthening our credit. All those things matter. But, you know, I, I, as a young man, uh, in my first election in 1978, I defeated an incumbent Democrat. I defeated an incumbent Democrat in 1982, running on the Reagan program. I was the only Republican in America to defeat an incumbent Democrat that year. And then when I uh, won for election to governor, I was the first Republican to defeat an incumbent in 36 years. And the first person to have never run statewide, out of politics, yeah, he's going to break years, his arm, patting himself on the back. That hadn't happened for 96 years. Yeah. So we'll get to the point where we'll talk about... All of that is fucking relevant to now because... He's also going to kill his campaign talking about stuff 15 years before most of of the voters were born. A sense that we can do it. So, um, you know, you at the end of the day, I'm going to continue to talk about my record because there's. Do you ever notice when people run for office, they run for president, they make a lot of promises, they don't keep them. Thank I don't you, intend Governor. to do that, and I'm going to be out there pushing and out. Don't worry about me and Hillary. That'll all work out. And I'm from Ohio. She will not beat me there. I can promise you that. Carly Fiorina, your style. You see, Governor Christie, people spend a lot of time talking about their track records, and Mr. Trump and I have every right to do the same. And Mrs. Clinton is going to have to defend her track record, her track record of lying about Benghazi, of oh, lying about her brother. emails, Benghazi! of lying wow. about her servers. She does not have a track record of accomplishment. Like Mrs. Clinton, I, too, have traveled hundreds of thousands of miles around the globe. But unlike Mrs. Clinton, I know that flying is an activity. It is not an accomplishment. Mrs. Clinton, if you want to stump a Democrat, ask them to name an accomplishment of Mrs. Clinton's. Thank you, oh, Ms. Fiorina. Brother. Governor Christie, wow. your name was mentioned. I want to get a Being chance Being married to Bill for 30-something years. Quite the fucking accomplishment. And the question is, who's going to prosecute Hillary Clinton? 
The Obama White House seems to have no interest. The Justice Department seems to have no interest. I think it's time to put a former federal prosecutor on the same stage with Hillary Clinton, and I will prosecute her during the Who's going to prosecute Cheney? On that stage for the record and that Bush. we're talking about here. Who's going to prosecute the Catholic priests? Who's going to prosecute the Wall Street bankers? Who's going to prosecute those guys, you fucking fuck? Two 18-year-olds on a tube wanting to have some fun. No one's You're talking about that emails, you Hillary fucking Clinton. asshole. Because you know she knows she's wrong and she cannot look in the mirror at herself and she cannot tell the American people the truth. Thank you, Governor Christie. There is a whole lot more coming up you know, ahead. It's super a world guy, of dude. trouble. The challenge is that one of these candidates may face They're all fucking hypocrites, too. We'll handle it. Stay with us. What the fuck is what the fucking Joker Scarecrow guy in the front <laughs> row there? What the hell is that fucking asshole doing? Is that the one that Chris said was a was a vampire? <laughs> vampire. No, I don't think he so. He was on the left well, of the debate. Yeah. Let's turn to some issues now. Guy. In foreign <laughs> yeah, look at that Mr. fucking Trump. crazy guy. What Senator the- Rubio Dude. said it was, quote, very concerning to him that in a recent interview, you didn't seem to know the details about some of the enemies the U.S. faces. Rubio said, if you don't know the answers to those questions, you will not be able to serve as commander in chief. Please respond to Senator Rubio. Well, I heard you, you, it, a nice man. He apologized. You, you, it. You, you, it's probably you, you, it is. Donald Trump is maybe the best interview there is anywhere that he's ever done. Now, unless he was just saying that on CNN to be uh, nice. Hugh looks like he wants to blow him, doesn't he? Yeah. He's like, oh, I love you, Trump. Yeah, dude, he totally has Give me some I would say just, well, I think it was. And he actually said that. Did you say that? So Radio makes an interesting Okay, so I will say this, though. You was giving me name after name. Arab name, Arab name, and there are few people anywhere, anywhere that would have known those names. I think he was reading them off a sheet, and frankly, I will have, and I told him, I will have the finest team that anybody's put together, and we will solve a lot of problems. You know, right now, they know a lot, and look at what's happening. The world is blowing up around us. We will have great teams No, and it's great actually people. doing pretty goddamn good. Senator I hope Rubio? that answers yeah. your question. I mean, I mean you, are on, you are in the Senate, but I hope yeah. that answers your question. Well, it does, but then it's the following way. This is an important question. I think if you're running for president, these are important issues, because look around the world today. There is a lunatic in North Korea with dozens of nuclear weapons and a long-range rocket that can already hit the very place in which we stand tonight. The Chinese are rapidly expanding their military. Mm, They're hacking to our Mm. computers. They're building artificial islands in the South China Sea, the most important shipping lane in the world. A gangster in Moscow is not just threatening Europe. He's threatening to destroy and divide NATO. You have radical jihadists in dozens of countries across multiple continents, and they even recruit Americans using social media. To, to try to attack us so here at shut home. down the internet. And now we've got this horrible deal with Iran where a radical Shia cleric with an apocalyptic vision of the future is also guaranteed to like one Christians. day possess nuclear weapons and also a long-range rocket that can hit the United States. Yeah, is there a Christian These in the world that doesn't have an apocalyptic view of the future? And the next president uh, of the United a, States I mean, better be someone that understands these issues I mean, and has good judge, judgment about them. Because the yeah, number yeah. one issue that a president will ever confront... It's, it's all about the apocalypse coming. Yeah. Federal government That's what it, it's a death ...is to keep this nation safe. Christianity is a We are eviscerating our military and we have a president that is more respectful to the Ayatollah in Iran than he is to the Prime Minister of Israel. Mr. Trump. Yeah, they're just pissed off with the Muslims. Senator Rubio seemed to be suggesting 
and preach that you Islam don't know instead information. Of, <laughs> instead of Judaism, like he was I don't think he's raised with. I think that we should have a deeper debate about Paul these issues because there you is know, no more that important decision that a president will make. Yeah. But are you saying yeah, I don't that you don't have in, uh, the knowledge to be the president that Mr. Trump does not? Well, you should ask him questions in detail about the foreign policy issues our president will confront. Because you better be able to lead our country on the first day, not six months from now, not a year from now, on the first day. Rock came out with a really good article this week about that. How he started reading more into Richard Kerry, and he's like, "Sometimes you cannot control it." And it is the most good government does all kinds of things. Even reading Airmen will do that. It regulates back, and he and he believes Jesus was probably historical. But even reading his stuff, you're just like, "No, dude, the one thing that the Christian bias can do is keep us safe." And the president better be up to date on those issues on his first day in office, or on her first day in office. I'm sorry, was Rubio talking? I am not sitting. In the United States Senate, with, by the way, the worst voting record there is (laughs) today, Uh, number one. I am not sitting in the United States Senate. I'm a businessman doing business transactions. I am doing business transactions. I will know more about this. And as you said, that was very acceptable. And when you listened to that whole interview, it was a great interview. You said it. I didn't. Yeah. Well, he, now he, I did. No, but I will, listen. He was nodding. Mm, mm. I did. I never get addressed. I will, know, I do I will right. know more about the problems of this world by the time I sit. And you look at what's going on in this world right now by people that supposedly know this world is a mess. Senator Rubio, he did yeah, invoke your absentee me, record in the I'm Senate. I'm proud to serve in the United States Senate. You know, when I ran five years ago, the entire leadership of my party in Washington lined up no, against it was 13. me. 13. But I'm glad I won, and I'm glad that I ran, because this country's headed in the wrong direction. <laughs> and if we keep electing the same people, nothing is going to change. And you're right, I have missed some votes, and I'll tell you why, Mr. Trump. Because in my years in the Senate, I figured out very quickly that the political establishment in Washington, D.C., in both political parties, is completely out of touch with the lives of our people. You have millions of people in this country living paycheck to paycheck, and nothing's being done about it. We are about to leave our children with $18 trillion in in, in debt, and they're about to raise the debt limit again. We have a world that grows increasingly dangerous, and we are eviscerating Mm. our military spending and signing deals with Iran. They haven't not increased the debt. This thing continues. (laughs) We are going to be the first Americans to leave our children worse off than ourselves. That's why I'm missing votes, because I am leaving the Senate, I'm not running for re-election, and I'm running for president, because I know this. Unless we have the right president... We cannot make America fulfill its potential, but with the right person in office, the 21st century can be the greatest era that our nation has ever known. Thank you, Senator Rubio. I want to turn and now I think it to will be once we start Jake. getting rid of religion. I've done a lot of great interviews <laughs> yeah. with all of you, but Governor Bush, I talked to you in February about the you, biggest you elephant it. in a room full you, of you elephants, it. which is your last name. And you told me that you would not be burdened either by your brother or your father's legacy in the Middle I'm East. I'm still sore about this guy doing that. And then a week later, you rolled out Hitchens your list of foreign policy debate, advisors, uh, and it was a lot of the band with, getting uh, back Roberts. together again. So on behalf of the military, Hugh, 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 I don't know if watching, I saw that one. I, I saw that one. Yeah. Okay, was, the active uh, I, I just had the audio that are at the end of the toward spear. the end. Hugh, what kind of a commander so in chief is Jeb Bush going to be? And who oh, are yeah? the advisors that are new to your team? Stop moderating. You're looking at Republican advisors. You have to go to the last two administrations that happen to be 41 and 43. So just by definition, if you're, and many of the people here that are seeking advice from the foreign policy experts in the Republican side, 
they, they served in my dad's administration, my brother's administration. Of course that's the case. But I'm my own man. I'm going to create a strategy that's based on the simple fact that the United States needs to lead the world. The first thing that we need to do is to stop the craziness of the sequester, rebuild our military so that, our, so that we don't deploy people over and over again the sequester without is the fucking necessary crazy. equipment to keep them safe. To send yeah, it's a kind of a pain in my ass. We're serious. <laughs> if we're going to lead the world, then we need to have the strongest military possible. We, we need to rebuild our counterintelligence and intelligence capabilities. We need to focus on the fact that Re- the next Re- president's fucking- going to start in 2017, not in 1990, you know... 30 years ago, or when my brother started, the world is dramatically different. And I believe and that we need to restore America's presence and leadership Republican in the world. Party. Name a country where our relationship is better today than it was the, the day that Barack Obama got elected president. Iran. Under Hillary Clinton <laughs> and Barack Obama, we have seen a weakness that now creates Germany, huge problems for the next Britain, president of the United States. So I'll yeah. have a team that will be that will be following African country, the doctrine African that I countries. set up, and it'll be peace through strength. We're sitting here in this library, which is a wonderful place to Cuba. talk about this, because Cuba. that's yep. exactly what happened in the 1980s, and the world was a lot safer because of the leadership of Ronald Reagan and my brother. The world was safer because of the leadership of his brother? brother. Jeb Bush has yeah, laid out four different shit. people that have wow. experience from Mission all 190 countries. You can't <laughs> yeah. run the world by yourself. The only yourself. reason when why Republicans want to rebuild the military is because military of and past Republicans. Advisor. And I'm meeting with people that Making are terrific people. But I have to say something because it's about judgment. I am the only person on this dais, the only person that fought very, very hard against us. And I wasn't a sitting politician going into Iraq. Because I said going into Iraq, that was in 2003, you can check it out, check out, I'll give you 25 different stories. In fact, a delegation was sent to my office to see me because I was so vocal about it. I'm a very militaristic person, but you have to know when to use the military. I'm the only person up here that fought against going into Iraq. Now, now, just excuse me one second, you don't mind, you know, you are on the list, you you do have your 1%. I would like, (laughs) that's about as much as I'm going to let you talk, it's about judgment. I didn't want to go into Iraq and I fought it because what I said to you, what I said was you're going to destabilize the middle. Least, and that's what happened. So he's Q, referred to me. No, the first remarks, chance. May I make a response? At, right after me, Go ahead, I'll, I'll yield, my, yield the floor. What do you guys say in the Senate when you're talking and debating? Absolutely. Go Whatever. ahead. Here's the fact. Whatever. I don't when fucking know. Donald Trump. I don't know this government judgment. thing. <laughs> what was his position on who would have been the best negotiator to deal with Iran? It wasn't a Republican. It was Hillary Clinton. Yeah. That's what you believe. I mean, the lack of judgment and the lack of understanding about how the world works is really dangerous in this kind of time that we're saying. So <laughs> is that the judgment that well, you look, bring to the look, table, that Hillary Clinton is a great negotiator, it. that she could bring about a better Your brother and your brother's administration gave us Barack Obama because it was such a disaster those last three months <laughs> that Abraham Lincoln couldn't have been elected. Damn! <laughs> As it relates to my brother, there's one thing I know for sure. He kept us safe. I don't How know the if you remember by going to war. Yeah, yeah, by creating ISIS. <laughs> Uh, which which person was sitting the, president when we were eleven? Yeah, yeah. Remember the firefighter with his arms around it? He sent a clear signal that the United States would be strong and fight Islamic terrorism, and he did keep us safe. I don't know. You feel safe right now? Who the now? fuck I are so you safe. even talking about? Well, that's because of Barack. That's because of Barack <laughs> that's Obama. My that's because of Barack Obama. We've had a president who called ISIS the JB squad. Yemen a success story. Iran a place we can do business with. It's not because of George W. Bush. It's because of Barack Obama. And when it, 
No. And, and, you have nothing to do with that. On that one, yeah, let's go ahead and lay everything on the sitting president. Every fucking thing. Policy, that was six years before he was even the collapse here. of the economy. The key issue here is talking about leadership. Now, there's a lot of great people up here, and you've heard a lot of great ideas out there. But I would ask the American no, people, we really look haven't. at who's nothing. been tested. When there were 100,000 protesters in my capital, I didn't back down. When they issued death threats against me and threats against my family, I didn't back down. When they tried to recall me, I didn't back down. And when they made me the number one of their number one targets last year, I didn't back down. That means you're Give me the chance to be your president. Thank you, Governor. Back Wasn't down he the one that decorated his office with like the pheasant was feathers made to that look there like hadn't been anyone Abbey. else on the podium opposed no. to the Iraq war? No, no, I, I made my career as being an opponent of the Iraq war. I was opposed to the Syrian war. I was opposed to arming people who are our enemies. Iran is now stronger because Hussein is gone. Hussein was the great bulwark and counterbalance to uh, the Iranians. So when we complain about the Iranians, you need to remember that the Iraq war made it worse. Originally, Governor Bush Mm -hmm. was asked, was the Iraq war a mistake? And he said, no, we'd do it again. We have to learn sometimes the interventions backfire. The Iraq war backfired and did not help us. We're still paying the repercussions of a bad decision. Big time. We have Better to make the decision now in Syria. Should we topple Assad? Many up here wanted to topple Assad, and it's like I said no because Thank if you, you do, Paul. ISIS Thank will now be in Thank charge. Thank you, Senator Paul. Yeah, that's exactly right. I understand yeah. that Governor Bush's name that's has exactly been invoked, right. and then we can go to you, Senator Rubio. Here's Aaron the lessons Shock, of history. Yeah. When we, we pull back, voids are created. We left Iraq. We should have had a, a forces agreement to stay there with a small force. We shouldn't have gone there that, in the first fucking place. They weren't the ones that flew planes into buildings. Mm-hmm. 36 days ago, in this very library, I gave a speech with a comprehensive strategy how to take out ISIS. And it requires American leadership and engagement. We don't have to be the world's policemen, but we certainly have to be the world's leader. We need to have make sure that the world knows that we're serious, that we're engaged, that we're not going to pull back. Get that, that, dude. That, our, that our word matters. And if we do that, we can create a force that will take out ISIS both in Iraq uh, and in Syria, which will take a lot longer you, time now because of what President Obama's done by pulling Thank back. You, I go even deeper, and I right. want to go even deeper in that direction because I think the belief that somehow by retreating America makes the world safer has been disproven every single time it's ever been tried. Syria is a perfect example of it. The uprising in Syria was not started by the United States. It was started by the Syrian oh. people. And I warned oh. at the time, this was three and a half years ago, I openly she and shouldn't address like that. that if we did not find moderate <laughs> elements on the ground that we could equip and arm, that void would be filled by radical jihadists. Shame. Well, the president Shame. didn't listen. The administration Shame. didn't follow Ding. through. And that's exactly what happened. That is why ISIS grew. That is why ISIS then came over the border from Syria and back into Iraq. What is happening in that region is the direct consequence of the inability to lead and of disengagement. And the more we disengage, the more airplanes from Moscow you're going to see flying out of Damascus and out of Syria. Thank you. As you asked earlier. How about the fact that these countries weren't actually countries until Britain put them on the map? Yeah, because disengaged countries like Switzerland and Sweden have so many terrorist problems. I just when the war... Uh, when the issue occurred in 2003, I suggested to President Bush uh, that he not go to war. Okay, so I, I just want <laughs> that on the record. And, you know, a lot of people are very much against us getting Trump involved gets in fucking pissed, from, uh, global jihadism. And they, they, they refer back to our invasion of Iraq, and they seem to think that that was what caused it. What caused it was withdrawing from there and uh, creating a vacuum 
which allowed this terrible situation to occur. But it's very different from what's going on today. We're talking about global jihadists who actually want to destroy us. They are an existential threat to our nation. And we have to be mature enough to recognize that our children will have no future if we put our heads in the sands. We have to recognize... Last time I checked, going choices. to Iraq? We either <laughs> Last time I checked, don't they have to cross a to big fucking ocean to get here? To be the winners. I think we see that ship coming. It's interesting that you say that because I want to ask uh, Governor Christie about something else uh, that you have said. Uh, Governor Christie, we just marked the 14th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks. Now, Dr. Carson has said uh, that if he had been president at the time, the United States would not have gone to war in Afghanistan. What does that say to you about how Dr. Carson would respond as president if America were attacked again? Well, Jake, uh, I was named U.S. attorney by President Bush. (laughs) On September 10th, 2001. Yep, he loves to tell the story. My wife, Mary Pat, did what she did every day. She traveled through the World Trade Center and went to her office two blocks from the World Trade Center. And after those planes hit for five and a half hours after that, I couldn't reach her. Didn't know whether she was dead or alive. And we had three children at that time, eight, five, and one. And I had to confront what so many thousands of others in my region had to confront. The idea that I might become a single parent. The idea that my life and my children's life might be changed forever. We lost friends that day. We went to the funerals. And I will tell you that what those people wanted and what they deserved was for America to answer back against what had been done to them. And I support what President Bush did at that time, going into Afghanistan, hunting al-Qaeda and its leaders. He didn't go into Afghanistan. He went into Iraq first. making it as difficult around the world for them to move people and money. Yeah, he went after his daddy's enemy. And then he went to prosecutors like us. And he said, never again, don't prosecute these people after the crime is committed. Intervene before the crime happens. I absolutely believe that what the president did at the time was right, and I am proud to have been one of the people on the stage who was part of making sure that Fuck what Governor you. Bush said before was the truth. America was safe for those seven years, and Barack Obama has taken that safety away from us. Nothing has happened. You. Well, what has happened? He's not taking your guns. Recon- He's made it a lot easier for you to live in this country. Recognize that you know, President George W. Bush was a great friend of, of ours, and oh, we well, spent many wonderful days uh, at the White House. I, I haven't been there in the last seven years. I'd probably have to have a food tester. But at any rate, um, oh, you know, I didn't suggest that nothing be done. What I suggested... The president would president certainly Bush poison me if I went there now. ...is to be Kennedy-esque in the sense that when the Russians got ahead of us in the space race, what we did is use the bully pulpit to galvanize everybody business, industry, academia behind a national goal to put a man on the moon and bring him back. You can do the same kind of thing. Declare that within five to ten years we will become petroleum independent. The moderate Arab states would have been so concerned about that, they would have turned over Osama bin Laden and anybody else you wanted on a silver platter within two weeks. There are smart ways to do things, and there are muscular ways to do things, and sometimes you have to look at uh, both of those to come up with Jake. the right solution. Jake, Jake, I don't say, say, say this, Jake. Middle of the road. Well, that yeah. may have been a fine idea. Um, that Dr. Carson had, these people were out to kill us. I stood in that region with my family, and every time a plane went overhead in the weeks after that, people's heads jerked to the sky because they thought it was happening again. 
you do not need to go through subtle diplomacy at that point. That can be handled later on. What you need is a strong American leader who will take the steps that are necessary to protect our nation. That's what I would do as commander in chief in this circumstance. And that's what President George W. Bush did in, in 2001. Dr. Carson. I have no argument with having a strong leader and to be aggressive where aggression is needed, but it's not needed in every circumstance. There is a time when you can use your intellect to come up with other ways to do things, and I think that's what we have to start thinking about. There is no question that a lot of these problems that we have been talking about in terms of the international situation is because we are weak. It's because our Navy is so small. It's because our Air Force is What the fuck has that got to do with anything in the Middle East? Because our Marine Corps is not ready to be deployed. There are a lot of problems that are going on, and we need to solve those problems. We need to build up our military. Radical terrorism cannot be solved by by intellect. They they require, what they need is they need an operating space. That's what Afghanistan was for Al-Qaeda. It was a vacuum that they filled, and they created an operating space. That's why they had to be drawn out of there. That's why they had to be destroyed. It is the reason why ISIS has now grown as well. We allowed them, we allowed a vacuum to emerge in Syria. Yeah, because they of used Bush. it as an operating space to grow. And today, they're not just in Iraq and Syria anymore. They're now in Libya conducting operations in the Sinai. Yeah, they're now in why? Afghanistan trying to supplant the Taliban as the most powerful uh, guess radical why? jihadist group on the ground there as well. Because we you cannot allow that radical whole jihadists region. to have an operating safe anywhere everything. in the world. Yeah. Okay. Kill the shitload of people and then took off. Just today, there was a new report that 50 different intelligence analysts have said that what they sent up the ladder was doctored by senior officials so that they could give some happy talk to the situation that we face. I love the idea of a a good intellectual capacity to deal with our enemies, but the fact is, if you don't have good intelligence that's reliable and it's honest, you're not going to have good intelligence and you cannot make good decisions. The next president is primarily elected. If you don't have good intelligence, you're not going to have good intelligence? But to know what to do the things that you reasoning. And the most dangerous person in any room is the person who doesn't know what he doesn't know. Thank you, And the reason Barack Obama has been dangerous to this country... He was a preacher. He was a preacher, right? ...is because we have been out of another eight years having a person in the office who doesn't know what he does not know. Thank you, Governor. I want to turn... Because Republicans and theists... Governor Walker. Appreciate the yeah, ontologies and emotional appeals. There is a big debate right now. We've been talking about ISIS here and there about this in this discussion. Here There's a big there. debate right now about whether or not <laughs> to send more U.S. troops to fight ISIS in Iraq and Syria. In the first debate earlier, earlier this evening, Senator Lindsey Graham <laughs> argued that candidates are only serious about fighting ISIS if they are willing to send 10,000 U.S. troops to Iraq, 10,000 U.S. troops as part of a coalition to Syria. Governor Walker, you say, you just told me a few days ago, that the 3,000 U.S troops there right now are enough as long as the rules of engagement are changed. What do you know that Senator Graham doesn't know? No, to be clear, what I said the other day was that we need to lift the political restrictions that are already in play. Barack Obama's administration has put political restrictions on the military personnel already in Iraq. We need to lift those and then we need to listen to our military experts, not the political forces in the White House, but our military experts about how many more we send in. And we certainly shouldn't have a commander in chief who sends a message to our adversaries as to how far we're going to go and how far we're willing to fight. So I'm not putting a troop number on. What I'm saying is lift the political restrictions. When you do that, you empower our military personnel already there. 
to work with the Kurd and the Sunni allies to reclaim the territory taken by ISIS, and to do so in a way that allows that ISIS doesn't go back in Syria, as we were just talking about here. That is the fundamental problem going forward. We have a president, and Hillary Clinton was a part of this, by the way, who has made political decisions. The political restrictions he's talking about are who we can kill without... If I fucking knowing who they are, yeah. I will we should just go in there and fucking kill them all. Into harm's yeah, way when our national security is at risk, that's usually not and up to the do, invading country. You know, you'll have our full support, <laughs> no. the support of the American people, and you'll have a clear path for victory. Thank you, Governor yeah. Senator Paul. I want to go to you because you have said that the boots on the ground to fight ISIS need to be Arab boots. Uh, we just learned today that despite the Obama administration spending five hundred million dollars to help create those Arab boots, yeah. there are only four or five U.S. trained fighters in Syria. Fighting ISIS. What does that say to you about the effectiveness of the idea of the boots on the ground need to be Arab boots? If you want boots on the ground and you want them to be our sons and daughters, you got 14 other choices. There will always be a Bush or Clinton for you if you want to go back to war in Iraq. (laughs) The thing is, the first war was a mistake, and I'm not sending our sons and our daughters back to Iraq. The war didn't work. We can amplify those who live there. The Kurds deserve to be armed, and I'll arm them. We can use our Air Force to amplify the forces there, but the boots on the ground need to be the people who live there. My goodness, I'm still upset with the Saudi Arabians for everything they do over there. They've funded (laughs) the arms that went to the jihadists. They're not accepting any of the people, any of the migrants that are being, the Uh refugees that are being pushed out of Syria. Saudi Arabia is not accepting one. Why are we always the world's patsies that we have to go over there and fight their wars for them? They need to fight their wars. We need to defend American interests, but yep. it's not in America's national security interest you, to have another war. I can't We're going to turn believe, to some domestic issues. Yeah. Yeah. Everything he just said right there. Can I, Jay, can I just make Two people one applaud. point on this whole <laughs> yeah. military sure. discussion? Yeah. I called for boots on the ground many months ago in a coalition with our friends who share our interests. Because yeah. it works so well you know, that you first win a battle war, yeah. with the military. Yeah, first Iraq war. And, and when we go somewhere, we need to be mobile and lethal. And we need to take care of business and we need to come home. Every, every, but we face also a bigger war. Every occupation. And, that, and you win the bigger this, war yeah. with a battle of ideas. You wonder why young people and educated people, rich people, schooled people have tried to join ISIS. Western civilization, all of us need to wake up to the fact that those murderers and rapists need to be called out, and in Western civilization, we need to make it clear that our faith in the Jewish and Christian principles force us to live a life bigger than ourselves, to be sinners in justice, so that we can battle the radicals, call them out for what they are, and make sure that all of our people feel fulfilled in living in Western civilization. This is a giant battle in the world today. Since everyone has gotten to weigh in on this military issue, I'd like (laughs) to be able to do the same. We have spent... Probably only Jewish, only Christian. Talking about yeah. the past. Nothing Let's else. talk about the future. Nothing humanist. We need no the secular, strongest no. military on the face of the planet, and everyone has to know it. And specifically, what that need means is we need about 50 army brigades. We need about 36 marine battalions. We need somewhere between 300 and 350 naval ships. We need to upgrade every leg of the nuclear triad. We need Thank to you, reform the Department of Defense. Thank we you. need as well Thank to. You. Invest Thank in you, our Ms. military Marino. We're going to turn on the domestic. We're going to turn to domestic issues And now with we Dana need Bash. to care for our <laughs> veterans so 307,000 of them aren't dying waiting for health care. Thank you. 
Thank you. Stand the back. Governor Bush, let's talk about an issue that's very important to Republican voters, and that's the Supreme Court. Uh, after Chief Justice John Roberts voted to uphold Obamacare twice, Senator Cruz criticized your brother for appointing John Roberts to the Supreme Court. Looking back on it, did your brother make a, mis- a mistake? Well, I'm surprised Senator Cruz would say that since he was a strong supporter of John Roberts at the time. I, look, I, I will talk about what I will do as President of the United States as it relates to appointing Supreme Court justices. We need to make sure that we have justices that with a proven, experienced record of respect for upholding the Constitution. That is what we need. We can't have the history in recent past is appoint people that have no experience so that you can't get attacked. And that makes it harder for people to have confidence that they, they won't veer off is on John decisions. Is John Roberts one of those people? John Roberts has made some really good decisions, for sure. But he did not have a proven, extensive record that would, made, would, would have made clarity the important thing. And that's what we need to do. And I'm willing to fight for those nominees to make sure that they get I couldn't have said passed. whether he would have you passed my litmus test. You can't do it the politically test. expedient way anymore. This is the, po- the culture in Washington. You have to fight hard for these appointments. This is perhaps the most important thing that the next president will do. Do you like what you just heard, Senator Cruz? Well, Dan, I've known John Roberts for 20 years. He's an amazingly talented lawyer. But yes, it was a mistake when he was appointed to the Supreme Court. He's a good enough lawyer that he knows in these Obamacare cases, he changed the statute, he changed the law in order to force that failed law on millions of Americans for a political outcome. And, you know, we're frustrated as conservatives. We keep winning elections, and then we don't get the outcome we wanted. Let me focus on two moments in time. Number one, in 1990, in one more. room was David Souter, in another room was Edith Jones, the rock-ribbed conservative on the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. George Herbert Walker Bush appointed David Souter. And then in 2005, in one room was John Roberts, in another room was my former boss, Mike Ludig, the rock-ribbed conservative on the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals. George W. Bush <laughs> appointed John Roberts. And let me give you the consequences of that. If instead the President Bushes had appointed Edith Jones and Mike Ludig, which is who I would have appointed. Yeah, of course. Obamacare would have been struck down three years ago, and the marriage laws of all 50 states would be on the books. These matter, and I've fought to defend the Constitution my whole life, and I will as president. Well, you have no idea what the Constitution means. Well, first of all, way to motivate a base against you. He supported him publicly. So you can rewrite history, I guess, Ted, but the simple fact is that he supported him because he had uh, all the criteria that you would have you would have thought would have made a great justice and i think he is doing a good job mm-hmm. but the simple fact is going forward what we need to do is to have someone that has a long-standing set of uh, rulings that consistently makes it clear that he is focused exclusively on upholding the constitution of the united states that he, they won't try to use the bench as a means by which to to legislate and that's what we should do Thank and you, i Governor. hope i'll be working with members of the United States Senate to fight hard for the passage of people that have that kind of quality. Senator Cruz, 30 seconds. Have they not been upholding it the Constitution? It is true that after George <laughs> W. Bush nominated sure John Roberts, I supported I his confirmation. That was a mistake, and I regret that. I wouldn't have nominated John Roberts, and indeed, Governor Bush pointed out why. It wasn't that the President Bushes wanted to appoint a liberal to the court. It's that it was the easier choice. He's not a li- Both David he, Souter and John Roberts, no, they didn't have a long paper trail. Yeah, very much if you nominated Edith Jones or Mike Ludig, you would have had a bloody fight, and they weren't willing to spend political capital to put they a wouldn't strong have been judicial fucking confirmed. on the court. I have spent my entire life, starting from clerking for Chief Justice William Rehnquist on the United States Supreme Court, one of the most principled jurists. We have an out-of-control court, and I give you my word. 
if I'm elected president, every single Supreme Court teeth? justice will faithfully follow the law and will not act like philosopher kings imposing their liberal policies on millions of Americans who need to be trusted to govern ourselves. That is a hell of an underbite. Fuck you! Governor Huckabee, I want to bring you in very quickly. Super asshole. Will you have a litmus test when it comes to appointing Supreme Court nominees? You better believe I will. Because I'm tired of liberals always having a litmus test and conservatives are supposed to pretend we don't. Well, let me tell you what mine would be. Number one, I would do you think that the unborn child is a human being, or is it just a blob of tissue? What stage? I'd want to know the answer to At that. What I'd stage? Want to know. Do you believe in the First Amendment? Do you believe that religious liberty is the fundamental liberty around which all the other freedoms nope. of this no. country? No, nope. no, it is no. not. <laughs> and I'd want to know, do nope. you really believe oh. in the Second Amendment? Do you believe mm. that we have an individual right to bear arms, hmm. to protect ourselves and our family, to and to protect extent, our country. Something about a well-regulated militia as well. Do you believe that a person, before they're deprived of life and liberty, should in fact have due process and equal protection under the law? Because if you yes. do, you're going to do more than defund Planned you, Parenthood. He's trying to One fucking hint that Kim Davis didn't have sure due process of law. We yeah. absolutely believe <laughs> that Tenth Amendment, every governor on this stage would share this much with <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, his interpretations of, of all three of those amendments were fucking way, way, way off. Or even with the Democrats. My gosh, half the time it was with the he federal said, government, you already. who Shush. apparently never understood thank that you. if it's not reserved in the Constitution, then the Tenth Amendment says it's left to the states. But somebody forgot thank to you, send Governor. a memo to Washington. Thank you, Governor. Well, well take a quick break. Coming up, delegated rights. Questions that you have been <laughs> yeah. asking. Yeah, delegated rights is a, is a specific issue, but it doesn't have anything to do with right SCOTUS rulings whatsoever. Delegated rights are only are, can only be used within federal laws. And they, worked, and they worked to guarantee that, that more rights were extended. They didn't take rights away from people. They right. extended rights to right. people. Yeah, exactly right. Which is something that he fucking disagrees with. He wants to take rights yep. away from people. Yep, because he thinks that the First Amendment means his brand of Christianity Above imposed yeah. upon everybody rather than actual freedom like it states of religion. Yeah. And you can't have freedom of religion without freedom from religion. I mean, Correct. what if what if he what if his particular well, religious his, views weren't in the majority? Sense. Yeah, well, well, they then and, he'd be singing a different fucking tune. Well, his his freedom of religion allows him to be free. From Welcome back to CNN's Islam. Republican right. presidential debate at the and Reagan Mormonism. Library here in Scientology and Buddhism. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Many people Everything on else. social media yeah. wanted us to and ask about marijuana legalization. Senator Paul. Governor Christie recently said, quote, if you're getting high in Colorado today where marijuana has been legalized, enjoy it until January 2017, Mm -hmm. because I will enforce the federal laws against marijuana. More fucking failed policies. I'm okay with federal laws when it's this. And more restrictions on rights. People who have one standard for others and not for for themselves. There's at least one prominent example on the stage of someone who says they smoked pot in high school. And yet the people who are going to, to, to jail for this are poor people, often African-Americans mm-hmm. and often mm-hmm. Hispanics. Mm-hmm. And yet the rich kids who use drugs aren't. Yep. I personally think that this is a crime for which the only victim is the individual. And I think that yep. America has to take a so different attitude. I'd like crime. to see more rehabilitation and less incarceration. 
I'm a fan of the drug courts, which try to direct mm. you back towards work and less time in jail. But That's the bottom better, line is the states, right. we say we like the 10th Amendment until we start talking about this. And I think the federal government's gone too far. I think that the war on drugs has had a racial outcome yep. and really has Absolutely. been something that's really damaged yeah, that, yeah. Not only do the yeah. drugs damage them, we damage them again by incarcerating them yeah. and then preventing them from getting employment over time. Yep. So I don't think that the federal government should override the states. I believe in the 10th Amendment, and I really will say that the states are left to themselves. I want to give mm. that... I, I want to give the person that you called a hypocrite uh, an opportunity yeah, to respond. That, Do you want actually. to identify that person? Well, I think if we left it open, we could see how many people smoked pot in high school. <laughs> <laughs> is there somebody you were specifically thinking of? Well, well of you know, the thing is... He was is talking that, about me. Yeah, I was talking That's about... That's what I thought, so, but well, I let, wanted let me, to say... Let, well, I wanted point, to be, make me, it easier for him, yeah. okay. and I just did. Governor Bush, please. So 40 years ago, I smoked marijuana. Uh, and I admit it. I'm sure that other people might have done it and may but not want to say it in front of 25 million people. My mom's <laughs> right. not happy that I just did. <laughs> That's true. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. We have, we have a serious epidemic of drugs that goes way beyond marijuana. What goes on in Colorado, as far as I'm concerned, that should be a state decision. But if hmm. you look at the problem of drugs in this, in this society today, it's a serious problem. Rand, you know this because you're campaigning in New Hampshire like all of us, and you see the epidemic of heroin, the overdoses of heroin that's taking place. People's families are, are being torn apart. It is appropriate for the government to play a consistent role to be able to provide more treatment, more prevention. We're the state that has the most drug courts across every circuit. In, in, in Florida, their drug courts to give people it? a second chance. If That's heroin were made to legal this. tomorrow, would you run respond. out and get some is, and is stick a needle in, in your arm? Governor Bush campaigned against medical marijuana. <laughs> that means that a small child like Morgan Hintz that has five well, I'm very much in the camp of try anything once. On nine <laughs> traditional medications is no, not I definitely wouldn't stick a needle in my arm. And that if they attempt to do that Florida, they will take the child away. They will put the parents in jail. And that's what that means. If you're against allowing people to use medical marijuana, you'll actually put them in I don't jail. have an overwhelming actually, urge to do it. Though. No, no, no. Kids who I, I have probably privilege would not, like no. you do don't go to jail, but the poor kids in our inner, inner cities go to jail. I don't think that's fair, mm -hmm. and I think that we need to acknowledge it, and it is hypocritical to still want to put poor people in jail. I don't want to put and, poor people in jail, Rand. Well, you my, vote, you, here's you, the deal. You, you oppose medical Here, marijuana? No, I did not oppose when the legislature passed the bill to deal with that very issue. That's the way to solve this problem. The medical marijuana on the ballot was opened up. It was a, there was a huge loophole. It was the first step towards getting to a Colorado place. And as a citizen of Florida, I voted no. But Let's, that means no. you'll put people Let's in jail. Let's I want to go right now. I want to go right now. Jake, you brought, me, you brought my issue up. That's it, true. It, go ahead, right? Christine, I mean, please. You know, I, I enjoyed the interplay. Thank you, gentlemen. I just say this. <laughs> you know, <laughs> first a, off, New Jersey is the first yeah, state in the nation that asshole. now says if you are a non-violent, non-dealing drug user, that you don't go to jail for your first offense. You have a mandatory treatment. You see, as Jake, I'm pro-life. Hey, religious 12-step program. And I think you need yep. to be pro-life for yep. more than just the time in the womb. It gets a lot tougher when they get out of the womb. And when they're the 16-year-old no. drug addict in the floor of the county lockup, 
that life is just as precious as the life in the womb. And so that's why I'm for rehabilitation, why I think the war on drugs has been a failure. But I'll end with mm-hmm. this. That doesn't mean we should be legalizing gateway drugs. And if Senator Paul thinks Ooh, that the gateway, only victim gateway. is the person, look at the also decrease failed. in productivity, look at the Idea. way people Would, get used alcohol and move on to other drugs, drug. use marijuana as a gateway drug. Sure. It's not them that they're the only victims. Their families are the victims, too. Their children are the victims, too. And their employers are the victims also. And that's why I'll enforce the federal law, while you can still put an emphasis on rehabilitation, yeah, which Yeah, you may respond, and then I'll bring in you, Ms. Fiorina. Understand what they're saying. If they're going to say we are going to enforce the federal law against what the state law is, they aren't really believing in the Tenth Amendment. Governor Christie would go into Colorado, and if you're breaking any federal law on marijuana, even though the state law allows it, he would put you in jail. If a young mother is trying to give her child cannabis oil, for medical marijuana for seizure treatment, he would put her in jail if it violates federal law. I would let Colorado do with the 10th Amendment. This power, we were never intended to have crime dealing at the federal level. Crime was supposed to be left to the states. Colorado's made their decision, Except and I don't want the federal government interfering and putting moms and, yeah, in jail yeah, who are simply trying to get medicine for their kids. And, and Senator Paul knows that that's simply not the truth. But how would you Jersey, regulate? How would you make sure it's not the truth, I've supported and implemented. This is not medical marijuana. This goes as much as oh, you leave step it up to the beyond. police officers to decide. Yeah. Use yeah, that's gone so well. This is much different. And so while he'd like to use a sympathetic story to to back up his point, it doesn't work. I'm not against medical marijuana. We do it in New Jersey. But I am against the recreational use of marijuana. Why? If he wants to change the federal law, get Congress to pass the uh, pass law to change it and get a president to sign I, it. I, may I respond? Yes, Senator Paul. Here's the thing is he doesn't want to make it about medical marijuana. But what if New Jersey's medical marijuana contradicts the federal law? He's saying he will send the federal government in and he will enforce the federal law. Yeah. That's not consistent with the Tenth Amendment. It's not consistent with states' rights. And, then and it's not consistent with a conservative vision for the country. And how I don't does... think we should be sending the federal police in to arrest a mother and separate them from their child for giving a medicine to their and child. And how does Governor Christie ensure, ensure, ensure that it's yeah, not the mother giving it to her child? Yeah. Yeah. How is he going to ensure that that's the case? My mom could always roll a mean blunt. Right, but I'm just saying, he says, no, I won't do that. I won't separate a mother from her child. But how can he guarantee that's not going to happen? My husband, Frank, and I buried a child to drug addiction. So we must invest more in the treatment of drugs. I agree with Senator Paul. I agree with states' rights. But we are misleading young people (laughs) when we tell them that marijuana is just like having a beer. It's not. And the marijuana that kids are smoking today is not the same as the marijuana that Jeb Bush smoked 40 years ago. We (laughs) do. (laughs) Sorry. You're right. That stuff is swag. We do need need criminal justice reform. We have the highest incarceration rates in the world. Two-thirds of the people in our prisons are there for nonviolent offenses, mostly drug-related. It's clearly not working. But we need to tell young people the truth. Drug addiction is is an epidemic, and it is taking too many of our young people. It's going to happen I know this way. sadly from personal Whether it be alcohol or, or, drugs like to... or driving fast, or, yeah. whether it's legal or illegal, Tomorrow it's going to happen. Uh, Republican you know, is should they spend twenty-five to life for the Tenth Amendment? Let's talk about the Second Amendment, Governor Bush. One of the things the Supreme Court has gotten right is that it's an individual right; it's protected guns, for individuals guns, to hold it. Guns. Last week, you said 
The next step in gun issues is to make sure they're not in the hands of the mentally ill. In this state, there's a controversial law. It really pisses me off that Hugh Hewitt keeps throwing his own views and slander shit. Where yeah, that's what pissed me off about the problem his, of violence is endemic. The but where does it debate? go? From what you said by the yeah, end, last week, how far he's not just saying this was their decision. He's like, they not got this far. right. We need to do this state by state. Uh, there are places that get this right, and we need to make sure that we protect privacy laws. This is a complicated place, but I do think uh, the natural impulse on the left, Hillary Clinton, immediately after uh, one of these horrific violent acts took place, immediately said we need to have federal gun laws. President Obama, almost reflexively, always says the same thing. And the net result is you're going to take away rights of, of law-abiding citizens, the 99.999% of the people that are law-abiding citizens. That's not the right approach to do it. In yeah, Florida, kind of we have a background. Death by accident, we have concealed death weapon by shootings holders. and accidental shootings are caused by We have a reduction in violent crime yeah. because we put people I'm, behind I'm, bars I'm when they use okay a gun in that. the commission of a crime. That's the better approach. But we're living in a society today where despair kind of grows in isolation. If a family member calls and says, my child, my brother, my sister is disturbed. Ought the state be able to go and get their weapon without a hearing? I, th I think there needs to be a hearing, but the fact Ooh. is we need to encourage that kind of uh, involvement. That's broader, exactly broader what broader we need to do. Here, More police there's action. There's a broader issue here as well. First of all, the, the only people who follow the law are law-abiding people. Criminals, by definition, ignore the law. So you can pass all the gun yeah. laws in the world like the left wants. The criminals are going to ignore it because they are criminals. Here's the real issue. The real issue... The also, real issue fucking is not why, would why, be criminals because they're breaking the law anyway. Like, I'm clapping for truth, talking points. Because Yay. you cannot separate the social, yeah. moral, So my response to him would be, okay, well, let's fucking get rid of them all together then. Yeah. You cannot separate. If you don't want to You, you can't have a strong country without strong people. You cannot have strong people without strong values. And you cannot have strong values without strong families. And the institutions in this country that defend and support those Thank families. You, well, and today we have a left-wing government under this president that is undermining really all of the institutions of a centrist. society yeah, it's that support like the family. Right. And, yeah. and Senator Cruz, yeah. the House and Senate are both Republican constitutional litigants. Obama is by far the best Republican president we've ever had. I am not. And you mentioned that the U.S. Supreme Court had Right, rightly upheld the individual right to keep and bear the arms. The imperial president. I was yeah. proud to lead 31 states before the U.S. Supreme Court yeah. defending the well, Second Well, I mean, the only, the only right. other place you can find people victory. as right-wing as these just people a couple of years is ago in the Middle East. Harry Reid and Barack Obama <laughs> in you know, wars. came in, in, yeah. in yeah. the right to keep <laughs> and bear arms for millions of yeah. Americans. I was proud to lead the fight in the United States Senate to protect our right to keep and bear arms and for that reason, you, I was honored to be in okay, fucking hate this guy. Of yeah, I, I really as hate the strongest supporter of the Second Amendment Most on this tonight. stage today, and Thank I will you, fight every day I'd like to, to turn defend to, the Bill I'd like of to turn Rights. Between Huckabee, actually, Mr. tonight. Yeah, Huckabee, too. You have said once or twice that you are really rich, and you are by far the richest person on this stage. Mm -hmm. uh, Chris Christie says billionaires like you, and even people who make and, and earn far less, should no longer get Social Security, or at least there should be limits based on the, on the income. They don't need it. wrong? Yeah, so why? Speaking my, for myself, I'm okay with it. I think there's a certain... <laughs> but I also see a slight problem. That, they, they've paid frankly, into it. Frankly, it has no impact Have on they? their life whatsoever. There are many people. At some point. I would almost I mean, say leave not it up with to Republican them, tax laws, but they haven't really, no. I would be willing to check it off and say so, I will not get Social Security. I do not... I mean, if it's not coming out of income... As a policy, I would almost leave it up to the people. Don't forget, they pay in and they pay in and maybe they do well and maybe some people want it. They've still paid into it. They've still paid into it. It doesn't change the fact that they don't need it. They don't need it. It was created as a social safety net for people 
who right, need it. Right. So is yeah. a voluntary yeah. program a way yeah, to a, get the a, social security system solved? Yeah. I mean, I hopefully like have enough no, of my not, 401k well, that I won't have start. to. That's really good. Um, <laughs> but I'm not going to be no, listen. capital gains guy like <laughs> yeah, Trump yeah. is this my is whole life. This is an issue that we've got to talk about and we haven't talked about yet. 71% of all federal spending is on entitlements and debt service. I don't when John that. Kennedy was elected president that in 1960, it was 26%. Yeah. Harvard and Dartmouth says that Social Security is going to go insolvent in seven to eight years. Bullshit. So what I say no. is very simple. We need to save this program for the good people uh, out there who are paid Pretty the sure they said that before Obama took that office. making yeah. sure that folks like Donald and many of us years. on the stage don't get it, that's the right thing to do. Because here's what Hillary Clinton's going to want to do. She's going to want to put more money into know? a system that has already lied to us and stolen from us. This government doesn't need more money to make Social Security solvent. We need to be not paying out benefits to people who don't really need it. We need to protect the people whose Social Security means the difference between picking between heat and rent and food. That's why I put out the proposal, and that's the people I'm Thank trying you, to Governor. Governor Christie's Thank writing about the security. I'm coming to you right now on a separate support. issue. Yeah. Well, we'll we received, about this issue for rec- a received a lot of questions from social media about climate change. Senator Rubio, <laughs> Ronald Reagan's uh, Secretary only give of State a shit George Schultz reminds it's us that when that Reagan was president, the he actual faced voters a similar situation yeah, when, when they're in front now, of the cameras. There were yeah. dire warnings yeah. from the mass consensus of the scientific community about the ozone layer shrinking. Schultz says Ronald Reagan urged skeptics in industry to come up with a plan. He said, do it as an insurance policy. In case the scientists are right, the scientists were right, Reagan and his approach worked. Secretary Schultz asks, why not take out an insurance policy and approach climate change the Reagan way? Because we're not going to destroy our economy the way the left-wing government to under, that we are under now wants to We'll just to destroy do. the planet we're instead. We're not George yeah. Schultz. Well, so I, that our I, economy I, doesn't mean fuck all anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But here's Jesus the bottom line. The Every proposal they put forward are going to be proposals that will make it harder to do business in America, that will make it harder to create jobs in America. Single but parents we can are still fucking breathe. this country yeah. to provide, yeah. provide for their Look, families. I mean, Maybe a billionaire here in California can, can afford an increase in their utility rates, but a working family in Tampa, Florida, or anywhere across this country cannot afford it. So we are not going to destroy our economy. So we are how, not about, you ins- America how about you instill programs that will help those people? Do yep. Absolutely nothing. Yep. Nothing. Cut some, to change cut our some climate, military to, to budget. To change our climate, to change Tax our weather. The because America is a lot Easily of things. Easily pay for the all the social programs. The world, Give subsidies to the lower income people yeah. for are, these utilities. Yeah. Give subsidies that used to go to churches. And digging anywhere in the world that they can get a hold of. So the bottom line is, I am not in favor of any policies that make America a harder place for people to live or to work or to raise their families. Governor Christie, you have not said... Not doing anything makes it harder to live, you stupid shit. Humans help contribute to Literally. It without was, getting into the, most the issue of China versus the United States, which I understand uh, you've talked about before. What do you make of skeptics of climate change, such as Senator Rubio? I don't think Senator Rubio is a skeptic of climate change. I think what Senator Rubio said, I agree with. That, in fact, we don't need this massive government intervention to deal with the problem. Look at what we've done in New Jersey. Um, we've already reached our clean air goals for 2020. <laughs> yeah. when I was hey, through the government? What the fuck are you saying? Look over here. Not only that, but we New Jersey is not exactly the pinnacle. We don't need government intervention. Look what the government we has done in New Jersey. Right, the third right. highest using solar power state. You know why? Because we made all... Fucking dummy. 
We start cleaning our votes for 2020. And when I was governor, I pulled out of the regional cap and trade deal, the only state in the Northeast that did that. And we still reached our goals. Why? Because 53 percent of our electricity comes from nuclear. We use natural gas. We use solar power. We're the third highest using solar power state. You know why? Because we made all of those things economically feasible. I agree with Marco. We shouldn't be destroying our economy in order to chase some wild left wing idea that somehow us by ourselves is going to fix the climate. We can contribute to that and be economically sound. We've proven that we could do that in New Jersey. Nuclear needs to be back on the table in a significant way in this Minus country if we points. want to go after this problem. Just Thank for you. the record, I was citing Secretary of State George Schultz, Ronald change. Reagan, Secretary nuclear. of State. Yeah, you, I don't I, think I anybody understand. would call him left No, no, listen. And I, listen Did he say nuclear? Yep. Every no. once in a while, Jake. Even George Schultz. And if that's truly a representation of what he believes we should be doing, then with all due respect to the former Secretary of State, I disagree with him. Jake, you mentioned me and called me a denier. Let me say climate change. I called you a skeptic. Okay, a skeptic. You know, you can measure the climate. You can measure it. That's mm-hmm. not the issue we're, being, we're discussing. Here's what I'm skeptical of. I'm skeptical of the, deci- of the t- decisions that the left wants us to make. Because I know the impact those are going to have, and they're all going to be on our economy. They will not do a thing to lower the rise of the sea. They will not do a thing to cure the drought here in California. But what they will do is they will make America a more expensive place to create jobs. And today, with millions Fuck of it, people watching speed it all up, then. Yep. struggling paycheck to paycheck that do not know how they're going to pay their bills at the end of this month, I am not in favor yep. of anything that it's is going to make it harder. Side. It's short-sighted. It's short-sighted. So let's let's think about two weeks in the future, right yeah. a month and yeah. a year, instead of instead of a. And I'm going to echo what Senator Rubio just said. This is an issue where we're talking about my state. It's thousands of manufacturing jobs. Thousands of manufacturing jobs for a rule the Obama administration that are dead and gone. EPA has said will have a marginal impact on climate change. So we're going to put thousands and thousands of jobs in my state. I think it's something like 30,000 in Ohio, other states across this country. We're going to put people manufacturing jobs, the kind of jobs that are far greater than minimum wage. This administration is willing to put at risk for something its own EPA says is marginal. Thank you, Governor. This Jake, is what you, you want. Governor. I'm turning to, a, I'm turning skeptic, to another Jake, issue right now. I'm turning to, I'm turning to another real skeptic. I'm turning to another issue so right now, Senator Cruz. I, well, I think Mike. we've heard from several this evening. A backlash against <laughs> vaccines was blamed for for a measles outbreak here in California. Mm-hmm. Dr. Carson, Donald Trump has publicly and repeatedly linked vaccines, childhood vaccines, to autism, which, as you know, oh, I the medical know that. community adamantly disputes. He's now Your pediatric head, neurosurgeon. But... Should Mr. Trump stop saying this? Well, let me put it this way. Why did you not there just say yes? There numerous studies, and they have not demonstrated... And that there's any correlation between okay. vaccinations and autism. Fair enough. Uh, this was something that was uh, spread widely 15 or 20 years ago, and it has not been adequately and... uh, you know, revealed to the public what's actually going on. Vaccines are very important, certain ones, the ones that would prevent what, what, death or crippling. All of them. There are others, there are a multitude of vaccines which probably don't fit in that category, and there should be some discretion in those cases. Rubella, but, you measles, know, a lot mumps, of this is, tetanus, is pushed whooping cough, by whooping cough, big pertussis, uh, And I think that's one of the things that people so vehemently pneumonia uh, want to influenza. get rid of the big government. You know, we have 4.1 million federal employees, 650 federal agencies and department. That's why they have to take so much of our taxes. Should he stop saying it? Should he stop saying the vaccines cause autism? Well, I thought we were talking autism. I just explained it to him. 
Uh, he can read about it if he wants to. I think he's an intelligent man and will make the correct decision after getting the real facts. Mr. Trump, as president, well, I'd, you would. I'd like to, I'd like I'm to going respond. right to you. I'd like Mr. To Trump, as president, you would be in charge of the Centers for Disease Control and the National Institutes of Health, both of which say you are wrong. How would you handle this as president? Autism has become an epidemic. No. 25 it's years always ago, been 35 here. years ago, you it's look at the statistics. We've just learned how to close. diagnose it. It has better. gotten totally out of control. It's not an epidemic. I am no. totally in favor of vaccines, but I want smaller doses over a longer period of time. Why? Because You're not a you take doctor. a baby in, and I've seen it. And I've seen it, and I had my children... And motherfucker, if you think that the vaccines are the thing causing it, how the fuck is it going to change if you give them smaller, smaller amounts over a longer amount of time? Yeah. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah. If you think that's what's causing the autism, they're still going to get the autisms. Yeah, the autisms. Jesus. Not the autismus. But not only that, but he's talking about correlation, not causation. See, and I, when I had my twins... Maybe, I didn't maybe have, not even correlation, actually. But. I had them vaccinated... But I didn't do, like, all of them at one time because I thought that was a hell of a load to have on a kid. And I'm not a doctor, and the doctor was like, oh, really? It's like, okay, I'm just thinking I'm still going to get them vaccinated. I'm just not doing it all right now. I'm mm-hmm. not going to do all 13 shots at this one time. It's like, mm-hmm. give them a week. You know, have them yeah. come back and do it then. I'm not saying give them smaller doses over longer periods. I'm just saying don't do all 13 vaccinations at one time, mm-hmm. you know? For a long period of time, over a two or three year period of time, same exact amount. Three but you years. take this little beautiful baby and you mm. pump. A, I mean, it looks just like it's meant for a horse, not for a child. No, it doesn't. And we've had so many instances. You fucking People idiot. From me just so the other what? day. Even if it did. Two years old, two and a half years old, a child, a beautiful child, went to have the vaccine and came back and a week later got a tremendous fever, got very, very sick, now is autistic. Oh, bro. <laughs> fucking idiot. Vaccines. Do them over a longer period I didn't of time, know that he had this amount, view. I didn't either. Just wow. in, in little sections. Dr. Car- Dr. Think, Carson, how does that? Have, I think like, you're yeah, going to see a big impact I don't think he's, on autism. I don't think he's Dr. strong. Fucking I don't think he's take. got a strong enough personality <laughs> to really to call him on it. He's yeah. an okay doctor. <laughs> <laughs> he wants the beat position. That's what it is. Um, but, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, we have extremely well-documented proof that there's no autism associated with vaccination. Oh, he's shaking his Trump head. Trump is it shaking is his head, no. that we are probably giving way too many in too short a period of time. And a oh. lot of pediatricians now recognize mm. that. And I think are cutting down on the number and the proximity in which those are done. And, and that's I think all that's I'm saying, Jake. But that's what's the repercussions? Dr. Paul, I'd like that's to That's not you all in. you're saying, you no. fucking did asshole. He, did he tap uh, his elbow opinion. or his ass on that one? <laughs> <laughs> like he'd give him an ass slap, like, great game. One of the greatest, Good game. One Good of the game. greatest medical discoveries well, He's of a doctor, all time too. I'm sorry, I don't know the sports vaccines, Particularly for smallpox. And if you want to read a story, it's called The Speckled Monster. It's an amazing story. And he's strong enough to go against Trump. But people came in by the droves. George Washington wouldn't let his wife visit until she got vaccinated. So I'm all for vaccines, but I'm also for freedom. I'm also a little concerned about how they're bunched up. My kids had all of their vaccines. And even if the science doesn't say bunching them up is a problem, I ought to have the right to spread my vaccines out a little bit at the very least. But they should not be able to go to a public school. Coming up, Jake. I'm sorry, Governor Huckabee, please. I think we need to remember that there are maybe some controversies about autism, but there's no no controversy about the things that are really driving the medical costs in this country. And I would really believe that the next president ought to declare Mm -hmm. 
a war on cancer, heart disease, diabetes, and Alzheimer's because those are the four things that are causing the greatest level of cost. What the fuck? John are you Kennedy talking? said we'll go to the what moon in a, a decade war? and war bring a man back, and we did. War, war, war. I grew up in the fifties. I remember the polio vaccine. Yeah, which we means saved you should not be in of dollars Which took fetal body parts to, to develop. Yeah. Why doesn't this country focus on cures? Rather than treatment, dude, we do, but Republicans won't fund it. Definitive focus scientifically (laughs) on finding the cure for cancer, for heart disease, for diabetes, and for Alzheimer's—a disease alone that will cost us. You can't blame Democrats for that. Thank you, Governor. We change the economy and the country. Thank you, Governor. We have to take another quick break. How are you trying to blame Democrats for not saying So, how Reagan-esque exactly are these Republicans? We will find out next. Who gives a fuck? Oh, no shit. I hope they're not at all really like Reagan. Well, they're going to try. Gotta lick the Reagan boots. The last segment. Let's not forget Welcome back to Ronald CNN's Reagan Republican Jr. Presidential yeah. Noted atheist. Good game. We yeah, have a few last questions Republican. for you. Two of them yep. a little lighthearted. Uh, the other one more serious. We'll start with... One of the more light questions, Senator Paul, I'm going to start with you, and we're just going to go down the line. Earlier this year, the Treasury Department announced that a woman will appear on the $10 bill. What woman would you Oh, no! Oh, God. Ooh, that's a tough one. Why not the 20? Um, Get Jackson off of there. You know, I'm big on uh, that we were, and I yeah. love what Carly said about women's suffrage. I think uh, Susan B. Anthony might be a good choice. She's Governor, already on That's currency. an easy one. I'd put my wife on there. Oh, you fucking oh, asshole. Jesus. Shut the fuck up. Someone's getting laid tonight. Three Shut your five Be fucking serious, dude. Through a sheet. Missionary I mean, position who, only. He can't think of any other fucking woman. No. Other than my wife. And then that way she could spend her own money in her face. <laughs> he can't think of any other fucking woman. Possibly that- <laughs> be on that money. What a fucking asshole. To her 41 years, she's fought cancer and lived through it. She's raised three kids. And done absolutely fucking nothing for this country or this world. I mean, who else could possibly be on that money? Harriet Tubman? And then that way she could spend her own money (laughs) in her face. (laughs) Senator Paul? Senator Rubio, you I'm mean? sorry, Senator Rubio. I'm sorry. I know we all look alike, right? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Just the senators. Nice. <laughs> the uh, Rosa Parks. An everyday American that changed oh, okay. the course of history. Senator Cruz. Well, I wouldn't change the $10 bill. I'd change the 20 I'd take Jackson off and I'd leave Good guy. God Alexander damn it. Hamilton right where he is as one of our founding fathers. Uh, and I very much agree with Marco that it should be Rosa Parks. She was a principled pioneer that helped change this country, helped remedy I'd racial change injustice. I'd her to Kim Davis. And, and that would be an honor. Yeah. That would be entirely <laughs> by the way, by the way, I put my hold on, on, pause there. it for a second. You know, she was, Can I put uh, Mary Poppins on the 20? Carson would put his mommy on there. Is that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> nah, fucking shut up. But, okay, so Rubio and Cruz both said Rosa Parks. Uh-huh. Who was a fucking liberal Mm -hmm. who all the Republicans and conservatives at the time were doing exactly what they're doing today for LGBT rights. Yep. And now here we are 50 years later and they're pretending as if that was a Republican idea all along, or at least they're totally on board with that. Wow. She really changed just like they're going to fucking do in 50 years. And they're going to turn around and try to talk about how fucking Christians in this country led the way for LGBT LGBT rights in the two thousands. What's going to be the main right? Fuck you. Revisionist fucking homosexuals. Fuck them, dude. They should, they should say absolutely nothing but Nancy Reagan. That's the only fucking thing. (laughs) Every single one of these fucking assholes, 
should be saying right now. They don't have a right to say Rosa Parks. Yeah. Change this country, help remedy racial injustice. Yeah, fuck and, you. And that would be an honor that would be entirely appropriate. Dr. Carson. I put my mother on there. You know, she uh, was uh, one of 24 Emmy. children, got married at age 13, had only a third Married at 13? One of uh, 24 children? By herself. Did he say 24 children? Well, I got to back that up. And married at 13? I, I, I couldn't get over the mommy bit. Let you know, me back that up again. Uh, one of 24 children got married at age 13, oh, had only a third grade education, had to raise two sons by herself, refused to be a victim, wouldn't let us be victims, and has been the inspiration for many people. Goddamn, that's like almost 20 years of being pregnant. Mr. Trump. Well, because she's wow. been sitting for three hours, I think my daughter Ivanka, who's right there. Oh, who I would totally bone yeah. if she wasn't my daughter. Governor Bush. Can't believe I would you go went with there. Uh, Ronald Reagan's partner, Margaret Thatcher. Probably illegal, but what the heck? Since it's not going to happen. Not even a U.S. I was going to say, one of them is going to say fucking Thatcher, dude. Oh, I should have fucking said it. Not even an American. Damn it. I should have fucking said it. <laughs> just he just it's not come gonna on. happen. Not even American a dummy. Is what we need in the White House, and she certainly was a strong leader. She was an asshole. You wouldn't say the Barbara Bush, the British Jeb Bush. A lot for making the rest of us look like <laughs> yeah. chumps up here. But uh, uh, I put Clara Barton. I once worked for the American Red Cross. She was a great founder of the Red Cross. Clara Barton would be a good choice. Here we I wouldn't change the ten dollar bill or the twenty dollar bill. I think honestly, it's a gesture. I don't think it helps to change our history. I would love to what see I Andrew Jackson on there forever. Is that we ought to recognize that women His are not a special interest thing group. When was just women so are the majority awesome. of this nation, we are half the potential of this nation, Sorry, and this nation people. will be better off when every woman has the opportunity to live the life she chooses. Well, you should be a Democrat. <laughs> then you should be a Democrat. It was probably not uh, maybe legal, but uh, I would pick Mother Teresa. Oh, damn. Oh, fuck you. Because I don't know jack shit about what she actually did. And I don't know any American responsibility to love our neighbors. Come on, guys. She also thought suffering was the way. I think the Adams family has been shorted in the currency business. Uh, our country wouldn't be here without John Adams, and he would not have been able to do it. When he said the Adams family, I'm thinking Morticia. All right, some good Wednesday, Pugsley, which one? Morticia or Wednesday? You all know that the United States Secret Service uses code names for the president and his family. Ronald Reagan's code name, for example, was Rawhide, an homage to his performances in westerns. Nancy Reagan's was. You don't have to come up with the one for your spouse, but what would Rather you want, Governor Christie? I'll start with you. Your Secret Service code name to be? Pork chop. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been, I've been called a lot of names Tapioca. by a lot of different people. Now I've got to get called by names by the Secret Service. Um, I would just say True Heart. The, uh, I have one now Jesus. with my detail. They call me Unit One. My wife says you'll never be Unit One. I'm Unit One. You're Unit Two. <laughs> one's poo poo and one's pee. Secretariat. Secretariat. Governor Walker. <laughs> I would be a horse. I miss his. Ever ready? It's what, very high. What energy. did he say? <laughs> Secretariat. No response. Governor Walker. Harley. I love riding Harleys. Ever ready. It's very high energy, Donald. <laughs> <laughs> and cheap. Yeah, cheap. <laughs> yeah, and you got to replace them every four years. Generic, cheap. <laughs> Mr. Trump? Jeb's like, I fucking nailed that. Did you see how hard he slapped Donald Trump's hand? Yeah, he, he really was proud of that Trump. one. He really was proud of himself. Nailed it. Fuck yeah. 
Merka. That needs to be a gift. Humble. 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 Oh, Jesus. That's the most one. ironic name. Wow, did, you see, did, did you see Jeb? That's a good That's one. A good one Nation. One Nation. You know, as a Cuban, I might go with Cohiba. And, and I'll tell you. Which I are illegal in this country, you asshole. Because she is my. <laughs> Uh, well, there's some people in Florida terrible. upset at me over a joke I made about Florida State, but what the heck? I want my code name to be Gator. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go with Duck Hunter. Oh, you fucking asshole. Oh, Jesus. Uh, justice never sleeps. <laughs> what? That's, That's not a, mouthful, a code okay. name. <laughs> That's yeah, not a code name. Okay, here's a more serious question. What a Ronald fucking Reagan, asshole Huckabee is. Yeah. The 40th president, use the plane Duck behind Hunter, you fucking Phil Robertson. many things. Perhaps most notably... To challenge Mikhail Gorbachev to tear down the wall, and then ultimately to make peace with the USSR. How will the world look different once your Air Force One is parked in the hangar of your presidential library? Senator Paul. I mean, I met Ronald Reagan as a teenager, mm-hmm. and my family were big supporters of him when he ran against Gerald Ford. Yeah, it was back when I was helping Frodo get the grassroots <laughs> running against the establishment. Oh God, meet your Frodo! Don't and how wait he stood on up me. and said, "You know what? This is something new that our that our country needs and that our party needs." If I were president, I would uh, try to be one who says, "You know what? I'm a Reagan conservative." I'm someone who believes in peace through strength. Something to be proud. War on drugs. To lead the country yeah. in that way. What the fuck are you Knowing talking about, dude? Peace, and that war is the last resort, not the first resort. And that when we go to war, well, you're we not a Reagan a conservative. Not at all. Which means that we have to vote on it. That war is initiated by Congress, not by the president. And that we go to war reluctantly. But then yeah, when we go to dude. war, we don't fight with one arm tied behind our back. We fight all out to win. But then we come home. But we just illegally arm other people. Yeah. It's not an army we're fighting. At the end of my presidency, I would like to believe that the world would be a safe place. Yeah, well. And there wouldn't be the threats, not only to the U.S., but to Israel and our allies, because we would have the most incredible, well-trained, well-equipped, well-prepared military in the history of mankind. And they would know that a commander-in-chief would never send them to a mission without all the resources necessary. But people wouldn't bully us anymore. Because they would know fucking that, that would be an invitation complex. for their You're destruction. The biggest fucking bully on Domestically, the planet. Yeah, dude. We'd be operating under a tax system that eliminated the IRS. People wouldn't be punished for their work. And you for guys what look they at me. Produce. And life would be really deemed precious. Abortion would be no more. It would be as much of a scourge in our past as slavery is. And the GOP. And have Fuck a you. Then country. fucking. Where people respected each other and, and quit doing abstinence only. Parenthood. And we would focus on cures. Yeah, well, at least try we to make, make a case that it's at least as damaging as slavery from our enemies was. without, but safe from the enemies within. And it would be a good place to raise our kids and our grandkids. One of the things that made Ronald Reagan a great president is that he understood that America was a unique nation. Like any other that had existed throughout human history. America! He knew it was founded on universal <laughs> principles that were powerful. The dignity of all people, human rights. The rights of all to live in freedom and liberty and to choose their own path in life. He just didn't believe it. He acted on it. That's why bringing down communism was so important to him. If I'm honored with the opportunity to be president, I hope that our Air Force One will fly to the first and foremost to our allies. In Israel, in South Korea, in Japan, they know we stand with them. That America can be counted on. It would also fly to China, not just to meet with our enemies, not just to meet with those adversaries of ours that are there, 
but also to meet with those that aspire to freedom and liberty within China. I would even invite them to our inauguration. We would also fly into Moscow. Tomorrow inauguration? Yeah, Not what? just meet with the leaders of Russia, <laughs> but also meet with those who aspire to freedom and liberty in, in Russia. And ultimately, <laughs> I hope that my Air Force One, if I, belong, if I become president, I belong to the land of free Cuba, where its people can choose their leaders Come and its own destiny. Come to Margarita Nation. <laughs> <laughs> Could they be any more explicit about this? this Ronald is a Reagan believed in America. <laughs> if I'm elected president, Seriously. our friends and allies across the globe will know that we stand with them. The bust of Winston Churchill will be back in the Oval Office. What? And the American embassy in Israel will be in Jerusalem. Enemies huh? across this world will know the United States is not to be trifled with. ISIS will be defeated. We will have a president willing to utter the words radical Islamic terrorism. And the Ayatollah Khamenei what about will understand radical that Christian he will terrorism? never, mm-hmm. ever, ever Ayatollah Khamenei. <laughs> Here at home, we'll reignite the promise of America. Young people coming out of school with student loans up to their eyeballs, will find, Based instead of no jobs, two, three, four, five job opportunities. We don't How want will that. that They'll still have those loans up to their fucking eyeballs. Yeah, yeah, but then they get to work five jobs. And abolish the IRS. <laughs> How uniquely American And through is regulatory that? <laughs> reform, we will repeal every word of Obamacare. Good luck. You want to know what I'll do as president? It's real simple. Be a jackass. We'll kill the terrorists. Wow. We'll repeal Obamacare, and we will defend the Constitution every single word of well, it. Well, you know, that fortune. You can't, though. And you're going to take us right back to 1900. Well, you know, I was a radical Democrat. <laughs> Way to start. Before I started. A radical Democrat? And he didn't sound like what they said Republicans were. He sounded logical. And I hope that I sound nice. logical. Also. Says the theist. Because when I look at what's going on with the United States of America, I see a lot of things that are not logical. I see us allowing people to divide us when, in fact, our strength uh, is in our unity. I, see I have an irony boner again. Exercising the most irresponsible fiscal habits that anyone could possibly do and hiding <laughs> it from the American people. His so dinner. I know, dude. No His cadence is just so weird. What our financial situation is. So when someone comes along and says free college, free phones, free this and that and the other, they say, wow, that's nice, having no idea that they're destabilizing our position. And what? I think what? also that Ronald Reagan was a master at understanding that a pinnacle nation has to be a nation that leads. If we learn to lead in the Middle East right now, a coalition will form behind us, but they will never do it if we just sit there and talk about it. Real leadership is what I would hopefully hopefully bring. To <laughs> Strong finish, sir. <laughs> If I become president, we will do something. It's going to be dipped in fucking gold. Make this country greater than ever before. We'll have more jobs. We'll have more of everything. We were discussing disease. We were discussing more disease. all sorts of things. Mm. Yay! Many of which will just be super aids. Pass on. I don't want to say politicians all talk, no action. But a lot of what we talked about is words, and it'll be forgotten very quickly. A lot of what we Divine talked about is words. The yep. things that we discussed not tonight all, will not be forgotten. We'll find solutions, and the world will respect us. They will respect us no, like never before, and you. it'll be actually a friendlier world. And uh, I have to say, it's a great honor to be here tonight. But their respect is through fear. Yeah. He's dumb. Yeah, he's dumb. Mm-hmm.
Six million more people are living in poverty than the day that Barack Obama got elected president. Six million more people. I doubt that. The middle class yeah. has had declining income. Works, workforce participation rates are lower than they were in 1977. For the first time in modern history, more businesses are failing than are being created. More fear-mongering. That is what the next president That's horseshit, to too. And Most businesses fucking fail yep. historically forever. sustained yeah. economic growth. Within the Not first the new year. normal of 2% that all the left says we just have to get used to, but a 4% growth strategy where we reform how we tax, fix the broken regulatory system, embrace the energy revolution in our midst, Fix the immigration system so we can turn it into an economic driver. Deal with the structural fiscal problems that exist because of our entitlement uh, problems that will overwhelm and create way too much debt. If we grow at 4%, people are going to be lifted out of poverty. The great middle that defines our country will have a chance to be able to pursue their dreams as they see fit. That should be the great challenge and the great opportunity for the next president of the United States. To forge consensus, to go back to a high growth strategy, and then we'll be able to lead the the world. What are you Without talking a about? high growth strategy, our country will never have are the resources GDP? Or, the pop, or the optimism to be able to lead the world, which the world desperately needs our leadership. You might see a rise in poll numbers. Well, no, I turned 13, no. di- 13 years old two days before Ronald Reagan. Did he first say elected. I turned a lot dick? Of forget this, but just a few <laughs> days. <laughs> I kind of bet. I don't think so. <laughs> I really don't think so. Well, I turned 13, di- 13 years old. <laughs> almost. <laughs> you fucking almost did. A lot of people forget this. 13 dicks. I, I turned 13 election, dicks when Ronald Reagan. Wait, I made $800 I that day. People in America realized they didn't <laughs> want to hear what was bad about America. They wanted to know how it was going to be better. Ronald oh, Reagan wasn't just a conservative Turning Republican. Dicks. He was an eternal <laughs> fucking awesome. the American people. And I am too. So here's what I think so will make America better. Either be on a lathe we need or to live in a like world where our children prostitute. are free. I just like the ambiguity. <laughs> just out there turning dicks. Where, we have an economy. Oh yeah, don't you know? You got to use a six hundred, six thousand RPM no lathe for that. Yeah. And well, we need to live in an America. We have a federal government. Walkers turn dicks. Big, not, not too big to fail. He's a streetwalker that turns small dicks. enough to succeed. But we send power back to the states. Nice. Back to the I don't people. even know what he's saying now. That's what I did in Wisconsin. When we took on the big care. government union bosses. The big government special Fucking interest. Five and a half hours in. I broke the union. Blah blah blah. I did this. We stood up to them. We did. I was turning to dicks by the time I was 13. Give me the chance as your next president. I won't back down any day, any way, anyhow. I'll fight and win for you and your families every single day I'm in office. (laughs) (laughs) Nice catch. I think what this nation can be and must be (laughs) is symbolized by Lady Liberty and Lady Justice. Lady Liberty stands tall and strong. She is clear-eyed. And she was donated by the French. She her eyes from the realities of the world. And she faces outward into the world, nevertheless, as we always must. And she holds her Give torch your child, high. Tired, you're humble, because she knows she is a beacon of hope in a very troubled yeah. world. Jingoistic and Lady Justice. Lady Justice holds a sword by her side. She's the only woman in the U.S. Because she is a fighter, a warrior, for the values and the principles that have made this nation great. She holds a scale in her other hand. And with that okay. scale, she says, all of us are equal in the eyes of that. God. And so all of us must be equal in the She's eyes like of the law and the government, powerful She's and powerless oh. alike. And she wears a blindfold. And with that blindfold, she is saying to us that it must be true, it can be true, that in this country, in this century, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter how you start. It, does, it doesn't matter your circumstances. Here you in this nation, every American's life 
must be filled with the possibilities that come from their God-given gifts. Yeah. One nation, <laughs> under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Oh, fuck you! <laughs> under whose God? Which God? Yeah, and whose God? So Your sure, God. As president, I will make this a nation that will solve problems. And how? <laughs> By having... The elected officials and leaders realize they're Americans before they're Republicans or Democrats. I did it in Washington, and I've done it in Ohio by having the elected officials realize that they're Ohioans before anything else. Secondly, I will rebuild the relationships and show the respect to our allies around the world. We have no choice but to do that. We will be stronger when we are unified. And we'll fight for freedom Israel? and for Israel? human rights. Israel? And finally, maybe a little bit of what Carly said. The people that are out there listening, America was never great because we ran America from the top down. America is great because we've run America from the bottom up where we all live in the neighborhoods. One more what? time in America, we need to we revise basically live the concept in an oligarchy of citizenship right mm-hmm. where everybody's yeah, actions definitely. make a huge difference Go in Bernie. changing the world. We have a Holocaust memorial on our statehouse grounds, and there is one line on there that stands out all the time. If you've saved one life, you've changed the world. We need to adopt that as citizens and rebuild and re-inspire our country. Thank you. But what if that life that you save is Also, if you kill one life, you've changed the world, so... I turned 18 in 1980, and my first vote was for Ronald Reagan. God damn you old! I did it. (laughs) I think the country is, too. I started turning dicks. The presidency won't be about me. It'll be about you. Tonight, you sit at home in your living room, frustrated that you play by the rules, you pay the taxes... You do the hard things to raise your family. What's with the dramatic You feel like America's generosity is being taken advantage like a truck of. Shot just going that your system is being gained. <laughs> and that you're turning out to fall further and further behind. I'm going to fall into those pockmarks our on the face. Our right? presidency <laughs> will be about ending that, about enforcing the law, level the play field for everybody, and once again reward those folks who play That's by somebody the rules. Somebody in the editing room and think that dared somebody to do it. means more than just a word. <laughs> But it means a way of life. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you this, around the world, I will not shake hands with, I will not meet with, and I will not agree to anything with a country that says death to us and death to Israel and holds our hostages while we sign agreements with them. It'll be an America that'll be strong and resolute and will once again be able to stick out its chest and say, we truly are the greatest nation in the world because we live our lives that way each and every day. Me am America. That concludes this Republican presidential debate. On behalf of everyone here at CNN, we want to thank the candidates, the Reagan Library, and the Republican National Committee. Thank you also to Hugh Hewitt and Dana Bash. The next presidential debate will also be right here on CNN among the Democratic candidates who will face off for the first time on October the 13th. That debate, a partnership with Facebook, will be moderated by my colleague, Anderson Cooper. And Anderson picks up our coverage of tonight's debate right now. Before I throw to Anderson, let's have one final round of applause for the candidates. Yay! Pound my meat, Crystal Geller. So, we will also be back for another episode of the Godless Interruption for the Democratic debates. They will probably be 
a little less inflammatory. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine so. There will still be lots of God talk, I'm sure, because mm. they all have to pander to Jesus. Maybe not from Bernie. No, probably not from Bernie because he's very well, secular. But I don't think I can't. I don't. I I would be surprised if Hillary wasn't an atheist. I wouldn't be surprised if. I, I would be surprised if she is an atheist. I think she. I mean, she throws the God thing around all the time. Well, sure, she, she says does, that the Bible but... is the is the book who's inspired her to do more than anything else. Yeah, of course she says that, but eh, like I, I don't know, I maybe, maybe kind of take her at her word for it. But yeah. So who do you think did very well tonight? Who did poorly? Very well, uh, Rand Paul. I think I, Rand. I think I, Rand in, in Paul. Our, in our, uh, my opinion, at least. Yeah, I, I think I agreed with Rand a lot more than I did anybody else. I think Rand Paul will get a bump. I think, I think Carson Trump's, will I get a little bit of a bump. I, I don't think, know if they'll. Get I think bumps, Trump may slide after that whole fucking vaccine thing. That's something I didn't know. I had no you idea. You think Republicans will care about that? <laughs> Some of them. Actually, yeah, that's true. But that that's more of a liberal issue. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, is. It's more of a liberal. It's a hippie issue. Yeah, that's more of a liberal. Uh, uh, hippie dippy anti GMO autism yeah, yeah, yeah. causing by the dirt. Yeah, that's true. That that might drop him a little bit. Though I don't know. You do get a lot of people on the right that say that flu vaccines are a way of government tracking you. And, and, <laughs> yeah, you get those. <laughs> those are the tinfoil hat loonies. People, yeah. Uh, so I think I think Paul will get a little bit of a. I think I think Trump will slip a little bit. I think Carson may go up a little bit more. Uh, and I think Kasich will go. I think Fiorina will get the biggest bump out of this. I don't know. I think, I think, yeah, Fiorina yeah, will get, get the biggest bump. Yeah. Um, I think Bush will do well after this one. I think, uh, I think his numbers. He a lot more energy. Yeah. He was, he was a, a lot more strong against Trump. I think Scott he Walker. He was a little more charismatic this evening. Yeah. Scott Walker did the same as he always does. Yeah. Walker Huck, will stay steady. Huckabee, Huckabee Rubio, will stay, Cruz will are go, the yeah. assholes they ever were. Yeah, they're they're all. I mean, their numbers aren't going to change. Yeah. I think I think we'll see the biggest swings in, Fiorina. in Paul Fiorina and uh, fucking Bush. Bush will get a little bit more. I think Bush. I think will go Carson up. I think, will continue to climb. I think I think this. Uh, I think this debate hurt Trump more than it helped him. I think so too. I think I think because everyone knows what he's about now. The novelty's yeah. he's worn off. I think I think Carson will plateau a little bit. I think Fiorina will see the biggest bump. Oh, definitely. I think Paul will probably rise a little bit. He'll do enough to to beat Huckabee, Rubio, and Cruz right now, I think. Yeah, I think Christie may go up a little bit. Maybe a little bit. He had a good showing. Kasich, I don't think, has enough. I don't think people know him enough. Yeah, and they're just, I mean, he seems like a decent guy, but there just wasn't, Mm -hmm. there wasn't any magic there 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 was no there there weren't any stellar points made it was just it was just a very bland blase kind of presentation there. yeah i think walker walker's going to slip down into obscurity i think rubio's going to slip down to obscurity yeah i think i think they're not ready i think yeah. i think trump and fiorina will see the biggest shifts yeah i think yeah, trump will think drop so and fiorina will, will rise yeah and i think paul will rise yep all right i'm fucking out of here yeah yeah thanks very much for tuning in everybody uh, if you have any questions, comments, lines, or rants, send us a message at godlessrevolution at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, you can also tweet at us Twitter at or TGR Podcast. Call and leave us a message at 33081Rebel. 33081Rebel. <laughs> also, be sure to check out Chris's podcast. The Utah Outcast, available only at podhell.com. Woohoo! 
Uh, thank you very much for coming out tonight. Oh, thank no you also to Mr. Forrest Shaw, Forrest Shaw. Who, who joined us for the entire first debate and and, and a large chunk of this. And Bye, Forrest. Then <laughs> then then got and tired and, and he's a stripper. To go home. He was yeah. a stripper. I, I was surprised yep. he, he he's, stayed as long. He's as got other uh, other things. Uh, things very, that impact his ability to hang around. Yes. I was um, I was really, really happy he came out tonight. Though. Yeah, it was great to yeah, see him. It was a pleasure. Thanks for joining um, us tonight. You can find him on J.M. Bell's The Left Show. Yes. If you are so inclined. Yes. <laughs> uh, we will uh, chat at y'all next week. Ryan will still be gone doing his training thing. I think Chris will be joining us again yep. next week. And Plan on it. Extra for... And we'll we'll have a much a much shorter show, I think. That'll be more planned, yes. And more <laughs> planned, and we'll we'll find some fun things to talk about. Uh, I'm fucking tired, man. Me too. That's five hours of GOP, man. Yeah. Anybody would be. I'll bet fucking almost. Are we're exhausted. we're at almost six hours of GOP. Jesus wow. Christ. The longest marathon I've done. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, hell. Once again, thanks for tuning in, everybody, and we'll chat at you next week. Bye bye. Damn. Wherever you go, there'll be love, love, love.
Okay. Okay, we're recording? Yeah. <laughs> Let's record. Okay. Well, <laughs> is this? <laughs> the 69th episode, man. Yay. Oh, I think it's sexy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know what you were doing.